no. Yeehaw, <laughs> bitches. Episode 70 of That Metal Podcast. I'm Wolfman Dave. What's up? And I'm Diego. So we got a Texas size fucking episode. <laughs> 96 ouncer. <laughs> oh man, I'm exaggerating on this one. So this is a Texas metal um, episode. So we're going to be doing bands strictly in Texas or were originally formed in Texas. So um, that's the idea of this episode. Um, what you've been listening to lately? Um, it's really weird. Uh, I guess, I don't know what it's considered. I don't know if it's considered goss. I don't know if it's considered new, new wave. Uh, but there's a couple bands out there called like, uh, Twin Tribes. Okay. Uh, Boy Harsher. Uh, Choir Boy. Hmm. Um, if you listen to them, it'll remind you of like 80s new wave music. Nice. Uh, but also, some of them will remind you of, like, they have, like, some goth influence in there. So, I don't know if it's, like, a resurgence type thing. So, is it, like, a little similar to Drab Majesty? No. I think Drab Majesty uses a little bit more synth. Mm-hmm. They're more synthwave style. Rather than 80s. Yeah. So, that's uh, I like what I've been though. listening to a little bit yeah. uh, these past couple of days. Yeah. I think I might like that then, because if it sounds more '80s, and that's like my favorite, a lot of the, the that goth and '80s sound, yeah. I really like that, like the pitch mode type stuff, yeah, type yeah, stuff, you know? sure. the Cure, yeah, kind of mixed in with the new wave synth wave type stuff. Yeah, right? I don't know if it's like a new new wave type mm-hmm. thing. I it's really hard. Like if you listen, bringing to them, it back. Yeah, like if you listen to them, they have like the styles and everything of how it'd be a new wave. Um, right. They make music videos too. They make them all old school stuff. But um, I definitely say you should take a listen if that's what you're into. Yes. I'll probably be doing that this weekend, man. Woman, this whole week we got Thanksgiving break. We got to give thanks to that. Um, yeah. So, you know, I was listening to um, a lot of The Mantle from Agaloc. Yeah. You know, from. It's a classic album came out in 2002. In fact, just did an episode about that with mm-hmm. Gonzo. Uh, so, Gotta take a listen to that one. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be rad. It's it's. I mean, it's got a cool intro. You know, it's got a cool uh, Arnold <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> intro, which which is funny because like when you don't, if you're not really paying attention, you think it's actually him, but it's just my stupid ass doing it. You Dude. know. What I mean? Honestly, when you first wanted to listen to it, I actually thought you got Arnold to be a part of it. <laughs> That'd be fucking cool, right? <laughs> but in reality, it's just an Austrian death machine. I know, right? Yeah. No, yeah. So I was able to do that, and I, I was able to just... It took me a while, man, but yeah. it's cool. So <clears throat> I wanted to bring up really quick that I put on the Instagram page... So some of you who are familiar with OnlyFans... Uh, I put a link tree. So that means there's a few ways you can check out the podcast now on the Instagram page. If you look at the bio, go to the link tree. And we have, uh, I, I believe Spotify right now is on there. The Spotify link. Apple Podcast link is there. And I know the Podbean website is there too. And so check it out. That way you could, um, you know, see what you, you like us. If not, let us know. Email Message me. I've been getting a few messages from 
all these fucking bots, and it pisses me off. So, anyways, um, I wanted to also bring up some good news, which um, I know it's already different by now because it changes every single day uh, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But so I was noticing on this website, Chartable, the podcast has been ranked in different places around the world. So, as of yesterday, um, Apple on Apple Podcasts in Finland. Music commentary section. We uh, the metal that metal podcast is ranked twelve. Nice. Uh, in Norway, it is ranked fifty three in music commentary all time. In the UK, uh, in Great Britain, in music commentary ranked number ninety nine, which we dropped. The podcast dropped twenty six spots, so it was like in seventy something at seventy three or something like that. I'm not good at maths. Uh, so, and 107, uh, no, 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 yeah, that was a different one. Uh, I know it's like Costa Rica, ranked in Costa Rica or something like that. But what's awesome is that, again, uh, I, I brought this up on the previous podcast. I want to just thank everybody for listening in and, and giving us the time for everything, and I really appreciate it. So thank you, Scandinavian countries, and thank you, the UK, everyone here in the U.S., especially a lot of the El Paso uh, peeps who uh, listen in. And I know there's been actually a lot of people who've been talking to me the past couple of months who either just by me incessantly bugging on, on Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> and stuff like that, they're like, oh, this guy has a podcast apparently. And some people listen in and they're like, you know what? I want to do my own podcast. And mm-hmm. like, you know, they ask for advice or whatever. And I think that's cool, man, that there's people out there who are – who finally maybe they, it, it lit something and they wanna they wanna go and talk and they wanna be because I I love podcasting it's like the last bastion of actual freedom of speech yeah you know what I mean without people taking things away from you um, and so I think that's great man uh, so I just wanted to bring that up that we're ranked and some of the good news for the podcast you know of course and maybe not so good news maybe depends on the person and depends on your perspective on this I suppose. Uh, but there was a, a, a lady <laughs> on KLEQ, which is our local radio station, uh, rock station, if you even want to call them rock station. Um, I'm not going to say her name. I don't want to really uh, put her on blast. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to do that. I mean, I don't mind, but I'm going to be classy about it. I'm just going to talk shit and probably shit all over her article and her. So her title... <laughs> and these people are gonna find it. Look it up. Yeah, it's uh, it says let's embrace all these pop stars getting into rock and metal. Uh, absolutely fucking not. Uh, it's one thing for let's say we're talking about Miley Cyrus and all that shit. Yeah, because she's actually cut from like uh, a family of of uh, in music already. You know what I mean? So yeah. like whatever, dude. She paid her dues. She she was actually in music. And, uh, and for me, it's like when you're talking about Machine Gun Kelly and you're looking at all these other artists. Ooh, Rihanna was caught in a Pantera shirt and a mullet. That's not a fucking mullet, dude. And not not, not only that, to me, it's like, what else are you going to want to fucking take away from us? Exactly. Like, this is our last, like, this is all we have right now as metalheads, man. Because when we try to, if you want to try to show them heavy music and aggressive music and maybe even extreme music and 
We're talking different genres right there. That spans all kinds of genres. They're going to be like, oh my God, that's devil music. That's devil music. And I'm like, what? That's That was Opeth. Or that's not even that heavy. Yeah, or it's yeah. not even that ugly. Or it, they're they're poets, you know what I mean? The way they, the lyric, lyrically speaking. Um, oh, that was, you know, that wasn't, but I mean, I don't, I don't blame them if you're like, oh my God, that sounds like shit. If you're listening to Cannibal Corpse when it's like, they're talking about all this fucking crazy shit. It's just, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, I come hammer, blood. yeah, I come blood or hammer smash face or, you know, whatever, like, <laughs> or the cover art, you know what I mean? And it, I mean, I, I could be like, all right, that's, that may be a little too extreme for some people. Even then, it's not devil music. Just because you don't know where it comes from or just because you don't know what it is doesn't mean that it's devil music. And that's another thing that is... You're going to be like having to start over again, having to explain to people all over again. They want to be interested in whatever, but they just it's not their cup of tea, man. And I just don't think we should have to embrace that. And I feel like Kelly Q is so fucking like... Kelly Q, because they're so... They're like new metal... You know what I mean? Mainstream. They're they're very mainstream. Yeah. So of course they would fucking say something so fucking stupid and ridiculous as that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And of course it gets me really angry because it's like, no, dude, you weren't there for all those fucking years. People telling you stupid things and exactly. saying why are you why are you devil worshiper? Why are you you know like all these years you know for they've been telling us all this shit. Yeah. And and they're probably one of them. You know what I mean? That ends up oh I like it now. It's fashion. It's like. What, what was the whole thing that we used to always say? It was metal for passion and not for fashion. Yeah. You know? And that's what that's yeah. the bottom line for me when it yeah. comes down to it. They say fashion before passion, stuff like that. Yeah. It, it all goes back to, like, if you were in high school, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the jock that's like, what's up, bro? You know? And Absolutely. you're there minding your own business, listening to whatever you're listening to on your headphones. And they come around and like, well, what do you got along here? You look like a girl. Yeah type thing except they used to use the f word yeah and then you see them now Mm -hmm. i'll tell you this Mm -hmm. when uh i was really young i would say maybe around fifth grade uh i was letting my hair grow out i would get that all the time oh you look like a girl okay i let it get to me so when i got into like middle school i cut my hair and i started like skating all the time (sighs) yeah all right, so skating was my whole thing, listening to skate punk, listening to like bands like No Effects and The Offspring, uh, Suicidal Tendencies, stuff that I could nice. uh, skate yeah. to, like that aggressive skate punk stuff. Uh, come high school, when I, when I got into high school is when the, and I'm, I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. Um, I, even though I still listen to bands like, uh, Slayer, Cannibal Corpse, um, you know, uh, Death, mm-hmm. and then all the punk bands that I listen to, uh, all the heavy aggressive music. I I got attached to Screamo. Okay. I got attached to Screamo, which at the time, for me, was, I guess, what everyone's uh, new wave was yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, me and my group of friends would get told by some other dudes oh you guys look like the Beatles you guys look like the Beatles cause we had like our all the hairstyle the not I didn't have like crazy hair like all puffed up crazy but I had like a little side part mm-hmm. you know and I'd be called like oh you listen to uh, you listen to you wanna go home and cut your wrists and stuff like that I listen to bands like uh, Alexis on Fire 
yeah. uh, Silverstein, Armor for Sleep. Those are all screamo emo yes. bands. Now, those same people that used to make fun of me are praising yeah. those bands. Yeah. And in a way, I'm like, cool, you like the band, but remember, it used to diss on me for liking this band? Right. And that's the same way with that article, I think, is saying, like, hey, you're, you need to accept them now because they lo- they like it. It's like, no, 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 I don't need to accept anything. Right. I went through hell going through this, yeah. so I don't need to go with some celebrity yeah. like the Kardashians said, wear a Slayer shirt. Right. And, and, and um, uh, what's his name? I forgot his name. Holt um, from from Exodus and Slayer. Yeah, yeah. He had that Kill, Kill the Kardashians yeah. t-shirt for a long time. Yeah, because it's just like, okay, so all of a sudden, all of a sudden you like our band? You know? It's like, get out of here. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't patronize me. Don't give me any of that. Yeah, all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's cute. Let's listen to those bands that those freaks like listening to come on it's cool let's listen to that like it's it is it's it is pretty uh i don't know it's, it's pathetic and it pisses me off dude because it's like again it's what we said it's you know, we didn't I, go through all this shit for nothing yeah you know, fuck exactly that. and then all of a sudden they want to they're gonna be accepted fuck you yeah yeah no i can understand like how you were saying earlier miley cyrus yeah miley cyrus gets a lot of a lot of a lot of um a lot of hate for doing some of the things that she does and uh, she's a pop artist stuff like that but after hearing her in interviews and and i mentioned this on the previous time i was here uh hearing her talk about nine inch nails and uh you kind of you kind of get a diff- different perspective but if you if i see someone like the kardashians or rihanna i'm like uh, nah, I they probably couldn't name any songs. Yeah, I don't buy yeah. it. And I, it, it's like Lady Gaga too. She's a she's a fan of metal. Yeah, and I and I can feel it. Like when yeah, because she talks about it, she talks about all kinds of music. Yeah. So I can understand from her perspective. Yeah. There's a, I'm sure people can YouTube it. There's a there's an interview. I forget which artist they're doing it with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, but she's wearing a Metallica shirt. Yes. And the fan... It's uh, the Andy Cohen show, I think. I think I think that's it. And then they... Uh, uh, I guess they're taking questions. They call in. Call in. Yes. And the guy asks her, like, can she name a song? Yeah. And she's like, what is he talking about? Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, that's the shirt that you're wearing. Right. And she has no idea what's going on. Exactly. She's like, I just like it. Yes. Like, uh, that's a... I was, I was going to bring it up, but I wasn't sure. So... That's a prime example. And they're all celebrities there. And I believe even the person who called in was a celebrity too. Yeah. And was like, I bet you can't even name two songs. And you're, I'll give you a hint. The shirt that you're wearing is also one. Yeah. And and I, I don't know if it was like a Justice for All or Buster Puppets. Or Master right? Puppets probably. <sighs> Excuse me. I, I, would, I don't remember that well. But yeah, I think it's Andy Cohen. I think it's this... Um, uh, is he like an E or an E or A and E? No, no. Um, News or something. One of those. Cha- I forgot one of those channels, yeah. but yeah, he has different people on there. They're sitting down like on little couches and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a prime example, dude. Yeah, by all means, I'm more than willing to like show people music that are right. into that music. But you know, when I all of a sudden it's just like a complete three six. Uh, what is it? One eighty. One eighty. 
complete 180 because it'd be if it was 360 it'd be six, six, six spot yeah, <laughs> uh complete 180 to something yeah. that they weren't before and then all of a sudden this is who they are now yeah. and it's just you kind of question it like uh i mean what happened there's between? there's no authenticity i think yeah and i think it does you you do have to ask yourself why yeah like, well, why all of a sudden are you getting into this style of music you know what i mean and uh and uh Oftentimes it's just that they think it's fashionable. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I didn't, I didn't get called for years that I look like a girl and that my pants dude, are too tight and that yeah. uh, I want to cut my wrists and I look like the Beatles. Like I didn't go through all those years to say you could come around years later yeah. and tell me you're the biggest fan. Right. That's yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. So did she, did she mention well which uh, pop artists? Yeah. In the article. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so Machine Gun Kelly, Miley Cyrus, Doja Cat. I don't know who that is. Uh, somebody who redid her song uh, in a metal way uh, after be doing, I guess apparently after doing a song a certain style so many times, yeah. she just decided uh, she just decided to do it like in a, a metal style. Okay. And I believe it was like an international performance. It wasn't here in the U.S. Uh, but I think believe that person is from the U.S. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. So primarily you have. Machine Gun Kelly, because he teamed up with Travis Barker to make his new al- rock album. Because he said he was going to bring guitar music back. Okay. Guitar <laughs> music, bro. What, is, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know what, what does the that, fuck mean? that means. There's an article written. <laughs> I think it was like on... Um, I shared it on... It was on uh, Facebook or something. He was saying that he's going to bring that shit back. Yeah. And like, you're not fucking bringing anything back, dumbass. Like, just shut up. It was a stupid <laughs> ass day. I bet you don't even know who the. You know what I mean? Like, it just pisses me off. But yeah, it is what it is. I mean, you know that if these fucking idiots start going into that style, that style of music into like supposedly you know quote unquote heavy metal for them, they're gonna sell millions, dude. And then the other people who were who actually created that music are not going to get a fucking dime. <laughs> they're not even... They're going to be probably even more pissed off than I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this, that's uh, another thing that pisses me off. This goes back to uh, also... Did you ever see... Uh, uh, and I'm not hating on this artist, but did you ever see the whole Post Malone thing where he took a picture with uh, Ozzy Osbourne? Oh, yeah. he... Uh, Ozzy Osbourne does guest mm-hmm. vocals on one of his songs. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, these started seeing like the big thoughts around like, oh, this Ozzy Osbourne guy, his career is gonna kick yeah, off. Like, yeah. and it was all jokes, you know. But like, that's just that's how it is, yeah. you know. Like yeah. that's just like I know. I'm pretty sure there was a couple who were serious. Like I don't know who this Ozzy guy is, but he's gotta give thanks to Post Malone or something. Yeah, sure. yeah, for kicking yeah. off his career. Yeah, I don't think he's that bad, dude. I like him just because he's a he's a dumbass. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm not I'm not hating on right. him. Right. He's his his stuff that he did on the Ozzy album it was all right, um, and I know Ozzy returned the favor, and Ozzy came out on his yeah song as well too. That wasn't as good, but the one where Post Malone came out on his song, that was all right, man. It was yeah. all right. it wasn't too bad, um, and I actually really liked that album. Uh, it grew on me. I hated it at first, man, but then I was like, I got really fucking drunk, and I just kept listening, and I was like, fuck, <laughs> this is really good, dude. And um, I, I ended up liking it a lot. <clears throat> but yeah, to go with that, to, to kind of continue with that, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of one of those things where they're starting to do collaborations, you know. And, I mean, 
who knows who knows what's gonna come next and i just really hope that that it doesn't that happen what i was saying that those guys end up making the shitload of money for being so unoriginal and just copying the trends or trying to copy what they think is popular yeah and then just banking on it you know what i mean excuse me which is what all those fucking producers writers they all did in the 90s and the early 2000s too like all of a sudden britney spears came out boom that was like the biggest fucking thing you know after i want to say after the new kids on the block came out britney spears like the biggest pop star all of a sudden that was early 90s but i'm talking about late late 90s when she came out yeah 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 that changed that changed everything man because because at that time you still had new metal and all that shit was, you know, getting tossed around. But then you got all the boy boy bands that came out, Britney, Christina, all those people. There's all the, all that shit came out. I was like, oh, dude, that's one of the reasons why I've always said that I fucking hate '90s music uh, and early 2000s yeah. music. You know what I mean? And also, really quick, which I don't know why it reminded me. Um, you know, I, I brought up Jason X on that Halloween episode. <laughs> I wanted to bring up one of the funniest scenes was. Uh, he got put into a like this chamber where he he uh, they put like a fake environment around him. What is it called? Like not, he doesn't hallucinate. It's a um, it's a it's um what's it called? Uh, it's like a uh, like they uh, it's like a I don't, I simulation. Don't know, like yeah 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 yeah. It's a simulation. That's what it's called. So he gets placed in a simulation, and he sees these girls and they're camping and they're like in a camp. In a tent, and then I don't know if they're fucking around or they're doing something. And like he puts him in a fucking sleeping yeah. bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, pow, pow, against the tree. He's just Dude, slamming them against the tree. Yeah. Dude, I was gonna say the danger room. Yeah. Oh, the uh, danger room. From X Men. Yeah. Was, that's oh, what okay. I was gonna say. I was like, oh, it's a danger room. <laughs> that's to do with like train yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was, it's just, it's, yeah, I was gonna say alternate dimension, but it's not even that. Dude. It's like, yeah. It's a fucking simulation. Yeah, that, was, that, that was funny though. Uh, anyways, um, or it could, was it that or was it? Yeah, it was Jason X, no? Yeah, yeah, it's Jason X. Yeah. Anyways, enough hate. I was. Uh, I need to take some Xanax now. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let me fan you. I know. Ooh, it's a little hot in here already. Yeah, it's hot. So we got ourselves some Coors Light because one of the bands that we're gonna talk about likes Coors Light. Unfortunately, all the places we went to didn't have Lone Star. Lone Star. So we could not find the official beer of Texas. <laughs> could it say, I see your shorts is as big as mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, love the it. lines you could just say. Yeah, those are great movies. Anyways, uh, Mel Brooks. Um, so, the last episode I had uh, talked with Gonzo and I asked him, and actually, he and I, we talked about some of the bands that we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. So, I just kind of wanted to ask you, um, what are some bands that you're thankful for, kind of now that we're coming around Thanksgiving? So, little, a little uh, play on that word. <laughs> um, dang. All right. Uh, bands that I'm thankful for, pretty much, I know we're probably going to talk about them later, but... This is the first band that popped into my head as soon as you said that. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Pantera for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I could listen to Cowboys from Hell beginning to end. Uh, Far Beyond Driven. Right. I could listen to that uh, all the time. 
uh, definitely Metallica because Metallica was one of the first uh, bands that like was like one of the gateway bands that introduced me to yeah. all these other bands like uh, Slayer and Merciful Fate, uh, especially like the Garage Inc. album. Yeah, that was that was a great album to explore. Yeah, different. a lot of the bands that they covered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really, the first time I ever heard "Die Die My Darling" was. Mm. The Metallica version, not the, Misfits. not the Misfits version. So that really got me to want to listen to the Misfits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm thankful for that Garage Inc. album. Let me just add really quick. Yeah. When they did Bloister Cult uh, Astronomy, <laughs> I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I like it. And then when I heard the original Astronomy, and I was like, dude, Metallica, you suck, dude. Because the original was by far so fucking amazing. Yeah. I... And not only that, I have a hard on for, for Bloister Cult, anyways, but that was a fucking outstanding yeah. Now, song. Now, see, uh, I had the opposite when it came down to Die Die My Darling with the Misfits. Mm. Uh, the way Metallica played it was a heavier and a little bit faster. Yes. So when I heard the Misfits version, it's not that I don't like the Misfits. The Misfits version, I like it. But it just seems a little bit more watered down. Yeah, it, it lacks that oomph, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah so. I mean, even though they don't have oomph to begin with, I, yeah. feel, I feel like. I know I know that. But, you know, the Misfits, they're, they're that weird band, whether you take them or leave them. Because for me, it's like surfer surfer goth music. You know what I mean? That's what I call it. <laughs> uh, you know, like horror movie goth surfer rock. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't mean in the bad way either. I think they're great. You know, It took me a long time, though. I was already in my mid to late 20s when I was like, okay, I think I get what these guys are about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel that. Um, so, yeah, that Metallica for sure. Definitely Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails opened my eyes to basically all the industrial goth style music. Um, Did you ever get into ministry because of yeah, that? Or yeah. you already liked them? or? Yeah, no, uh, actually, uh, for some reason, how I got into ministry uh, was I I would listen to Nine Inch Nails, and then I would kind of see what type of genres uh, were similar to that, and I came across ministry. I never heard them, uh, but for some reason, I always attach ministry to the movie The Crow. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. I, do they have a song on there? I don't even know. I, I don't even know if I, I listen even... to that one. But, I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's a good question. But then after that, yeah, I listened to Ministry. Uh, what's his name? Um, Al Jurgensen? Uncle Al? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he uh, has a house here in El Paso. I think he might have already sold it because he moved already. He moved out. Ah, oh, God damn it. He, yeah. was, he was here for about eight, eight to ten years. Yeah, yeah. He's constantly here in El Paso, though. Yeah. Like, I think he has a... One of his guitarists is... Yeah, Caesar. Uh, yeah. Caesar, Caesar Soto. So he actually played... With the Pissing Razors oh, okay, okay, for okay. a bit, and then I believe he tried out with uh, for for ministry for Al because I believe just because they knew each other through the music industry because they're both you know Al was here, Caesar's from here, and so it just kind of it just worked yeah. its way in you know because I know uh, um, what is it uh, Berman and Brew yeah is the bar that he was at all the time mm-hmm. which is owned by uh, well run by. Matt, you know, from the Razors. Yeah. Which we're actually going to talk about at one point today. Uh, yeah, tonight. Of 
Um, it's crazy how it all kind of yeah, it all messes. It all together. works together. Yeah, dude. Yeah, That's metal. Crazy. Yeah, but, metal um, mesh. <laughs> metal mesh. Not <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> so dumb. We're yeah, we're um, we're, we're this is our first beer like, too, by the way. <laughs> the metal mesh up. <laughs> it's like this is the metal mesh up. <laughs> oh, I love it, dude. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, definitely a Nine Inch Nails and then a couple of other bands um, that I kind of lost track of right now at the moment. Yeah. Let me just remind the listeners and I'll give you a quick, uh, like what I was thankful for. Right? So yeah, yeah. For who I was thankful for. So I was thank- thankful for Dark Tranquility. Their newest album, Moment, is momentous. It's fucking amazing. So, but I just like them. I've always loved them. Yeah. And I'm so glad that they're around. Uh, Ailstorm and Corpic Lenny because they're a bunch of fun. And they make you want to just dance and be silly and do stupid things. Get on a duck, maybe, or, you know, just dance uh, around a fire. I like them just because they're... And they also make you want to drink. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, they get the rowdiness out of people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um... Twits' sister, D. Snyder, and Motorhead, just because they have that whole I don't give a fuck attitude. Do you and be be listen to whatever the fuck you want to listen to. And 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 who cares what other people think? Yeah. And I like that attitude. I like that about D and, and Lemmy, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Lemmy is God. Yes, sir. Like, true question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lemmy is God. Uh, Orphan, Orphan Land uh, is another... Um, band that I was thankful for simply because I was saying that they're from Israel and, you know, certainly the political climate around there isn't conducive to writing heavy metal and for them to be making that style of music. So I feel that it's great that they're doing what they're doing, knowing that, you know, they're just kind of pushing and pushing through all the bullshit and still getting by and, and, and creating this music. And I think that's badass because it's inspiring yeah. And, and not only that, it's inspiring in that you have international metal bands making music. And these guys are from, of all places, you know, out in Israel. And I think that's fucking wonderful. Yeah. And they're great. And I love Kobe. He's badass. Uh, and then the other band that I had was Thin Lizzy. And, and, oh, of course, and man. Thin Lizzy and UFO because of the twin guitar attack. Yeah. The, the harmonies that they did. And making that popular. Because not that many bands were doing that. So they were doing it. Priests are doing it, UFO is doing it, the Scorpions and all that. They gave that kind of like the birth to, to you know, dual guitar harmonies and stuff like that. And uh, I feel like a lot of bands that we listen to today, if these guys had not, had not done that at that time, I'm not too sure if there would have been a lot of melodic stuff going on, a lot of yeah, melodic death yeah, battles. I feel that. You know, uh, Iron Maiden might have been Iron Maiden Light, maybe, if these guys weren't doing that, you know. Who knows? But yeah, that's those, those were the bands that I was thankful for. And again, I talked about them in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. But um, I just wanted to give you a little taste. Just yeah. a little taste. Yeah, Don't you want a little taste? Just, like, just a little taste. <laughs> and it's funny that uh, you bring up Iron Maiden because that's one of the ones that I was actually mm. thinking about. Um, Iron Maiden has a, like, a big influence like when I listen to music. Um, I listen to Iron Maiden a lot. Um, Is there any favorite album? 
Uh, my favorite album from Iron Maiden is probably uh, Summer in Time. Badass too. Yeah, Summer in Time is probably, especially because I love like uh, Wasted Years and the way that one sounds, and then uh, Caught Summer in Time mm. is also a good song. I think one of the most underrated, unappreciated is the Loneliness of a Long Distance. Yeah. The Mom is, it's yeah. a fucking great song. Hell yeah, dude. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I love uh, like a ton of Iron Maiden albums, like mm. Seven Son of a Seven Son. Classic, yeah. Um, uh, Power Sleep, dude. Power Sleep, man. Come I think on. that's our heaviest, dude. I think yeah, that's our heaviest, man. Power Sleep, like Two Minutes to Midnight is his high, yeah. of course. Uh, and then, um, but just the art of uh, Number of the Beast mm-hmm. in itself, the way it was, it's perfect. The, yeah. the puppeteer, like that, in alone just like got me, like, yo, I need yeah. to listen to Iron Maiden. Yeah, you know, and this this one song doesn't get a whole lot of. Uh, a lot of recognition, but that 22K Shabbat. Oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah, a yeah. good song. Yeah. And my brother got me to liking that one. Yeah. I think he really likes that one. He's like, yeah, yeah listen to this song. And I'm just like, all right. <laughs> uh, of course, How Would It Be Thy Name. Fuck yeah, dude. You know? You know, um, did you like uh, any of the albums with Paul Diano? The oh, yeah, first yeah, to- yeah. First two albums? Yeah, yeah uh, I like them. Yeah. I like them. It's, uh, it's uh, kind of like a different mm-hmm. style than when Bruce Dickinson came out. I don't think they were Iron Maiden until Bruce came along. Until Bruce Dickinson came along. Yeah. I'll tell you this, uh, the Blaze Bailey album, um, what is it? 11 or uh, Virtual 11? Virtual 11. Was yeah. it that one or there's another one and Blaze Bailey has a really good song. There's uh, The Klansman. Oh, The Klansman. Yeah. That's the one. That's the... Uh, it's not a Virtual 11. I think it's another one. Yeah, I think it's the one right before Virtual 11, actually. But that's a good song. Yeah, it's a fucking great song. Yeah, yeah. And I think Bruce Dickinson sings it really well. Too. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Iron Maiden, not to go too much into detail with all these bands that I'm saying right now, but uh, hair metal bands. Mm-hmm. I grew up with uh, hair metal bands. I can't name one specifically. Molly Crew. Uh, poison that are the ones that you enjoy the most. yeah yeah and we talked about them in yeah. the episode already so yeah, I don't want to yeah. get too into detail I just want to toss them on a group there yeah. check out episode 68 guys if you want to yeah yeah we wanna... went further into detail with that oh we went oh we went into detail yeah <laughs> just kidding not that part by the way we forgot Bon Jovi I think no we talked about Jovi for a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we brought them up I just don't want to like upset people because I forgot about that uh, yeah. Um, oh, the ladies. I'm sorry, ladies. Man, it's because the thing is, is I'm thankful for all the fun, all the bands that I listen to. Yeah. Uh, I listen to different genres. I listen to all the 90s dance hits, man. You want to yeah. get me to dance? I'll listen to yeah. that stuff. Uh, we're, just talk- we're just talking about that Paradise Lost song. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. Just right now. It's, uh, it's called uh, Missing. Yeah. Uh, Paradise Lost covers this song. And we were listening to it, and I was like, "Hey, I didn't, I didn't know Paradise Lost covered this song, but Missing is by a dance group called Everything But the Girl." Yeah, I remember the video too. It's... Yeah, yeah. So, even that, it's just like that's cool. Like I dig it. I love it. Um, I yeah, love, man. I love covers. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a slut for covers. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, I want to listen to the original." Fuck that. No, I like listening to other people's interpretations of yeah, it. Yeah. Because sometimes they're pretty cool. And especially like what we were saying earlier, 
it's always cool seeing like a, I guess like a metal band, any type of metal. That's right. That plays that covers a song that's completely opposite. Yeah, out of their out of their. Yeah, yeah, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. I always love that. I love that because yeah. you can see where this uh, metal band also has influences from other things. Yeah. Like, I, come on, man! You you don't think that they were like. They just didn't pick a song and say, oh, let's go with this song. Right. It's like, I'm sure they liked the song. Yes. Sure they liked yeah. it. Which is like one of those things that kind of enforces or reinforces uh, the whole idea of like, dude, don't even call it guilty pleasures, man. If you enjoy it, just you enjoy it and that's it, dude. Yeah. And Because and, we've done a couple episodes about guilty pleasures. And it's like... You know what? I like the Gypsy Kings. I don't care who knows it. Man, I love Gypsy Kings. Yeah, they're fucking great, dude. And it's like, oh, you're fucking homo. It's dude. Like, then I'm a homo. Fuck it, Pussy Nimola. Then I'm a homo. Yeah. <laughs> it's too bad. I'm going to be listening to the Gypsy Kings. Well, you're yeah. going to see me shaking my ass, and that's bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> then that makes you a homo. Yeah. You're at my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things where, like, you know what? It, it does reinforce that idea. Listen to what you enjoy. Yeah. And fuck, who gives a shit what anybody thinks? Yeah, exactly, man. You know, and... But, yeah, man. Going back to these bands that I'm thankful for. Yeah. Those are... Those are a few. Right. Which I have a... I have a ton that I could keep going talking yeah. about. Um, so, I wanted to say thanks to my friends Robbie and Danny out in Austin. They have a band called Hydrodyne. And forgive me, guys, if I if I butcher the name of the song. Is it called uh, Cor- Corporsori? Wait a minute. Hold on. What is it called? I don't know. Cor- Corpor. Let's check this out. Corportocracy. Corportocracy. Okay. Corportocracy. So, I, I I get the the little what do you call it? What they're going for with that? That's pretty cool. So here's their latest single, their latest song. Um, these these guys are from Austin, Texas. Hope you fucking enjoy it.
And so that was Hydrodyne. So I just want to say thank you, Robbie. Thank you, Danny, you guys for letting me, you know, have you guys on the on the show, uh, play your music on the show. Hopefully, other people enjoy that. It's a little bit. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a, it's a mixed bag, you know, of different kinds of styles. Industrial. I hear some gent. Again, I always tell you that I hear some sepultura and the vocals, and I hear different styles of music. So it's very cool. So thank you guys. So now we're actually moving on to the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is yeehaw. <laughs> it's like yeah. bang bang. That's right, bang bang. Texas proud, bitches, and we're Texas loud, of course. So, I think we're not even going to do this as, um, we're not going to go back and forth on this one. We're just going to be naming uh, all these bands. And again, it's not in any specific order. They're just going to be bands that are from Texas, that are badass in one way or form or another. Uh, and you might have heard of them. You might not have heard of them. Um... I may or may not include some songs for you to listen to, some little samples, some sound clips, which I probably will, just being a dumbass. Uh, that way you guys could uh, further explore them if you'd like, if you wish. Uh, one of the first bands, and I gotta tell you, man, after I placed a lot of these bands, like the cities, Austin's the MVP, dude. There's a shitload of, all, like, the majority are from Austin, dude. Yeah, like, surprisingly, surprisingly, like, I mean... yeah. I I knew these bands are from Texas, right. but then when I really like looked into it, I was like, man, they're from Austin. <laughs> now, a lot of them. I mean, I guess uh, Austin Austin has a big uh, music uh, base. They have a ton of venues out there. Yeah, um, well, I've been there several several times and. There's always some, you could always find, you know. There's sort of, always something going on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about now, obviously, because of the pandemic, but on a normal day, in a normal year, yeah, you could find music on pretty much every night. Um, first band, The Sword. Sword, man. The Sword, man. Now, <laughs> if you're like, if you're really into, I think, I can't really say the other bands that we're going to, on our list. But they're kind of like the in-between. So they're kind of like sludge, stoner, mm-hmm. but also traditional heavy metal. So they kind of have this weird tinge of stoner and sludge. Yeah. But they're not. You know what I mean? They're a little bit mm-hmm. of everything. I think, the for me, the best album, not the, yeah, I guess the best album is the Warp Riders. Yeah. First, the cover. It's like seventies, uh, like not even maybe older. Like you know, you know those Corner of the Barbarian books that they used to make <laughs> yeah. from like the fucking forties and fifties and shit. Yeah, like it has that weird aesthetic, like a super you know old school. Um, but I mean, that's an outstanding fucking album, dude. The Warp yeah. Riders. That's the one I always recommend to everybody. Like the thing about the sword is that um, I don't know why this is like super weird, and I'm just gonna toss this out there. Whenever I think the sword, I think of cathedral. Okay. But that's because they have that sort of style. They have that style of like, if you listen to cathedral, you can listen to the sword. Uh, like you were saying, they have the heaviness to them, mm-hmm. uh, the sludginess to them. But they keep it like rock and roll at the same yes, time. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. why That's why I say it's a little hard to categorize them. 
Yeah, but I can see, like, I definitely, like, it kind of appeals to a lot of different yeah. genres there. Uh, so definitely the sword is a great band to mm-hmm. uh, listen to and to look out for. Well, not look out for it. They're already out. Yeah. And another thing that I thought that was badass, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I think they, Anthony Bourdain had an episode where they, tr- excuse me, this fucking <laughs> cactus beer. Hey, Anyways. You got the hiccups already. <laughs> <laughs> I know Anthony Bourdain, uh, they, they made food for Anthony Bourdain. Um, they made food for him. Yeah, they brought him home and they cooked him a barbecue and everything. They had a cool, uh. nice queue going. <laughs> and I know that's not the South. I know it's Texas is Texas. God damn it, the South is way up there in the fucking North. Uh, which is always I know a stupid geography thing, right? <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw that. It's like Georgia and okay, Georgia, I could, you know. Carolinas? That's that's south. Okay, sure, buddy. But that's, that had nothing to do with geographical things. My bad. Anyways, so, so yeah, they had, uh, they have, and the food looked fucking great. Like, they're good cooks, man. And I was like, oh, the sword, huh? Okay, well, I guess if Anthony thinks it's cool, then I guess I could listen to them. Too. You know what I mean? I like how you get that South Park voice. Yeah, like, yeah well, he thinks it's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you know. So yeah, I was like, all right, that's cool, man. And, so, and then yeah, no, it was. I, I was already listening to the Warp Riders, and I mean, that's kind of like the one that I like the most. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I get, I get your Cathedral reference. I think if you're looking at a, and I know later on Cathedral because early on it was not the same. Uh, so good shit, man. Who do we have next coming up right here? Well, it's like a lot of thrashiness going on. Some right dirty, dirty rotten imbeciles, maybe. Some DRI. Yeah. DRI from Houston, man. Yes, sir. Dude, DRI from Houston. Uh, definitely one of the. How do you say? It? I guess for me, one of the earlier thrash bands that I had listened to. Yeah. Um, was it late eighties? Yeah, that's when they started evolving. Yeah, a little bit more underground, but really Mm well-known. At the same time, I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, if you're in the know, man. Yeah, they have the famous um, moshing guy. Yeah. Yeah, so if you see... Like in a... a, Some sort of street sign? Yeah, so if you guys know the, the moshing sign where this guy's like... And don't get confused with ska... This is like he's he's moshing like in the in the sign. Yeah. And then you've seen something for DRI, Daily Rider and Imbeciles. Yeah. Um you, the guy whose guy is uh he's got checkered pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't confuse the two. We don't want that. <laughs> Me, I I don't know, I'm really on Scott, so yeah, we're yeah. not gonna talk about that. <laughs> yeah, there's no skanking here today. Yeah, we don't want any of that skanking stuff. <laughs> Uh, but definitely DRI, Thrash Zone, you said uh, Crossover. Crossover. Uh, so yeah, so basically that's the album, literally called Crossover, when they crossed over from more of that skate punk straight up to metal. And you hear that crossover thrash coming in, in that album. And so you start to hear, uh, it's a fucking great album. Uh, however, I think the 
like the height I think the for me was Thrash Zone yeah um, you can't go wrong with that album uh, man it, man that song Abduction was like I think it was yeah. one of the last songs man Beneath the Wheel Beneath the Wheel dude yeah yeah the good thing about DRI is that they appeal to a lot of audiences yeah so they appeal to like <clears throat> punks yeah but that's now I think okay at that time it probably did yeah but again the same shit probably happened that happened at Motorhead shows. Exactly. Yeah. People were probably kicking the shit out of each other all the time. And I mean, as a band, you want people to have fun and it's like, yeah, they're fighting. <laughs> but I mean, dude, let them enjoy the show. Cause that sucks. Yeah. Your punks, your long hairs, the rockers for other people who don't know. Um, and it's like, they're fighting amongst each other. Yeah. The whole yeah. time. You know? That kind of sucks. And, you know, there's always a, a line that's divided between that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate because, you know, a lot of us listen to punk, a lot of us listen to metal to, um, produce, I guess you're just categorized and yeah. sometimes you don't mesh well. Yeah. Um, mesh metal. Metal. Metal mesh. Metal mesh up. <laughs> but I mean, now, now it's I'll, okay. I'll tell you this. Now it's okay. Uh, last no, 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 you have to say, I'll tell you what. Oh, I'll tell you what. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> La- uh, last time I saw DRI, they played at a venue here called uh, the Lowbrow Palace. Yes. Okay. Um, and the way it's set up is a different tiers. So you walk into the venue, and then it's the bar, and then there's a tier right before it. Or right, there's a little staircase, and where people can hang out. There's some railings, and there's another tier that goes down to, I guess, the pit area where the stages. Uh, DRI played there's a ton of punks a ton of hardcore kids a ton of metalheads everything was fine it was cool Uh-oh. dude kids were DRI played dude the stage dives like crazy 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 and it was super packed yeah. it was a super packed show kids were getting uh, on the railings oh, fuck. and throwing and they were diving off of the railings yeah. uh, even to the point where DRI stopped for a little bit and they're like, hey, we understand that you guys want to stage dive and have fun, but we got a small stage here and you're you're hitting our equipment. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it was such a fun show. Yeah. It was so crazy, like to be there and see DRI and yeah. everyone just going ape shit. Yeah, but you had to wear like a football helmet to that. Dude, I was wearing a leather jacket. And it was super hot in there. Oh, I was like, oh, God. Yeah, but you're getting a bunch of chingasos, I bet. Man. Yeah, dude. It was cool. One of the funniest yeah. shows I've ever been to it's was cool. a DRI show. Yeah. Uh, so definitely DRI, Texas, Texas-made yeah. Houston band. Let it be known. <laughs> no, no show is boring by DRI. Now, this other band is certainly not boring either. It's Rigor Mortis. Uh... Dallas Fort Worth band, and quite frankly, you hear a lot from the uh, the thrash elitists. Um, they're like Anthrax, who man, and like they're like they don't like anything light, thrash light. Yeah, and so they go to uh, rigor mortis. You know, they go to rigor mortis, or they'll go to fucking. Uh, Who's the other dude? I forgot the other guys. Uh, like, Whiplash. I'm going to tell you. Fucking Morbid Saint, bro. Morbid, Morbid Saint. Morbid Saint, bro. 
And it's cool, man. It's it's like I'm not um, I don't uh, what do you call it like discriminate when it comes to thrash. I'll listen to whatever. You just show me. It's cool. I'm down. Um, but some of these guys are like, if you don't know Rigor Mortis, you don't fucking know Thrash, brother. So it's like, I wait, come on, wait. Like, yeah, dude. So I got scared. I know, right? <laughs> so this is uh, actually their their uh, self titled album, and I fucking love it. It's it's fucking heavy. Demons, bodily dismemberment. But I really love Wizard of Gore. Wizard of Gore. It's like, uh, I don't know. I just kind of goes off it, it, it kind of goes off your tongue a little bit wizard of court i know that i believe that they had broken up for a bit and when they reunited at one point instead of calling themselves rigor mortis again i think they were called the wizards of gore oh, nice. i believe uh so they have a lot of cool songs reanimator foaming at the mouth um i know another great album that came out was slaves to the grave which is another fucking great title uh and i don't think they're playing anymore as of not sure anymore because I know two of the key members have passed away. No, uh, it's been a while, but I know they had passed away. So for a lot of the the, the thrash elite, brother, uh, here's Wizard of Gore. So that was pretty funny. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll get the next band, dude. Yeah, go for it. So Watchtower, they're uh, from fucking Austin. So Watchtower is another fucking great band, but Watchtower is a little bit more, uh, I want to say in the progressive heavy metal. So if you uh, like, if you like uh, late 80s progressive metal, like Queensryche and stuff like that, uh, you might like Watchtower. Um, now, I want to... Just point out which album I think is worth getting. Excuse me. 1989's Control and Resistance. It's got this really cool, almost, um, I don't know. There's like dystopian future kind of thing going on to it. Almost like Third Reich type shit going yeah. on. Uh, the Eldrick, Mayday and Kiev, The Fall Reason, Control and Resistance. These are all great songs. They're, they're all fucking... You know, this is a this is a really good fucking um, progressive metal band. Uh, so if you liked a lot of uh, prog rock, prog metal, I'm sorry, from the late '80s, this is our right up your alley. Yeah. I and I mean, come on, they're wait, what did I say, Austin? Yeah. Yeah, Austin. they're Austin based, which to me, I, I never would have actually thought. You know, listening to the music, they sound European. You know, and so I think, I think that's pretty cool. They have another album called, uh, what is it called? 
You gotta keep Austin weird, man. Yeah, keep Austin weird, bro. You know what? I can't find the name of any album, of the other albums, but Control Resistance, man. It's a good one. So, <laughs> Ocean. Yeah. Now, this next one is a Houston-based band, uh, and the singer, her name is Kemi Gilbert. Okay. Now, Kemi Gilbert came out in uh, an Arian album, the newest Arian album called Transitus. Transitus is how the uh, singers are calling it. And uh, she's fucking amazing. She has this really soulful voice, but then she goes very, like, uh, she could be not necessarily operatic, but she has a really distinct voice. Yeah. Her style is amazing. Uh, so these guys, uh, Oceans of Slumber, have this really cool sound in that um, they kind of, they're not like gent necessarily, but they're one of the newer bands that have come out in recent years. Uh, I want to say within the last, what, maybe five, six years. This new album is, it's just a self-titled. It's called The Oceans of Slumber. It just came, came out this, what, March or, no. August or I think August or September yeah. came out. One of the coolest songs that I heard is The Colors of Grace. And this one I really liked and I enjoyed because it also has a singer from Antimatter, Antimatter, however, however you want to just, uh, pronounce it. And uh, Leaving Eden is one of my favorite albums, by the way. But uh, it, they go well. Their voices mesh together very well it's like they're meant to be a good uh, you know they they complement each other very well okay so the colors of grace i think is another it's a great song um the uh the uh, a return to earth below pray for fire to the sea so i think what's cool about this album is that you have your there's a lot of peaks and valleys it's, it's so it'll be heavy and then you just kind of get, like, you start getting pumped up because of the fucking music. And then she kind of brings you down. Yeah. And she kind Dang. of, she brings you back. You know what okay. I mean? She's got an amazing voice. I think they're one of the one of the most uh, probably underrated bands that are out right now. Maybe bands that people aren't too familiar with. Yeah. But this song that I'm going to put right now, The Colors of Grace, it's not really a heavy song. Okay. It's just more of like an acoustic song, you know. It's, it kind of takes its time, and, but it's very much acoustic and it's very slow. That's not to say that the whole album's gonna be like that, but there's a lot of, like I say, peaks and valleys. It takes you back, you know. Uh, so certainly, it's it's a great album, especially if you're driving. I just like listening to it, and this could be another prime example also of uh, trying to get someone into metal. Yeah. Well, that's carrying them away. Oh, okay. You know, I think it's a great gateway album, I would say. So here you go. Here you guys go. Here's uh, The Colors of Grace by Oceans of Slumber.
back. So yeah, um, we have some El Chuco, some El Paso bands here. Yep. So you, um, yeah, so familiar with them? We got here's a, I guess one of the more well-known El Paso band, El Paso metal bands is uh, Pissing Razors. Mm-hmm. Pissing Razors. Um, it's really weird. Uh, like even talking about Pissing Razors. Uh, right now, because you know, going around to the bars that they own, uh, some like some of the venues that they have right now. Right. Uh, I know uh, who owns the Rock House. Well, um, I know I know Mateo is he runs it. I don't know if he owns it. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, you know, so it's just kind of like weird, like seeing them like, and just being there at their bar. <coughs> so you know. Yeah. We're talking about like Pissing Razors, like, you know, super great uh, metal band from El Paso. Yeah. Um, influences from Machine Head, Pantera. Uh, I know some, did some of the dudes uh, create the uh, Cowboys from El Paso? I know that some of them created like a. Um, I think Matt uh, Mateo ultimately ended up being the singer for. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. He, I don't think he had a part with uh, with the Pissing Razors. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but he, one of my buddies, Ernest, who used to be the guitarist for them uh, many, many, many years ago. Yeah. Um, and so they started doing a lot of just Pantera covers. You know? Yeah, yeah. They were, Which is cool. they were getting like demands to go here and there, here and there, here and there, play everywhere. Like, they, they, they did yeah. the March for Dime. I think they yeah, played it. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, and it's weird, like how uh, my brother got me into. Uh, uh, really mentioned the Pissing Razors to me. And one day he brought home uh, a CD from the Pissing Razors from the Headstand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the name of the album. I just know it has them on the album and it's like kind of like purplish. Uh, Does it have their faces on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, has- uh, that's Cast on the Plague. Oh, yes. That's the one, that's the one, that's the one. Uh, and I would listen to that one all the time, actually. Um, and then uh, after that, they released another album. I'm sure you know the name of it, but it has the the guy sitting on the electric chair with the. Oh, that was later. Yeah, way later. Yeah, I, I, I forgot that one. That did not have Joe on vocals. That had who'd that have? Mad Matt. Matt Fidiablo or something like that, and I believe Caesar was on that. I don't think I don't think uh, Matt Lynch was on that. I think the the third album was. So we had the self-titled, then we have Cast on the Plague, and what was the third one? Is it Faces of Disbelief? I forgot what it was called. Let's go to the old Google. Let's go look it up. So their third album was Fields of Disbelief. My bad. I, I said Faces. I, I, there's an F. And their fourth album was Where We Come From. And that was Eddie Razor, I believe, the drummer. Yeah. I think he'll, um, his hand on a lot of that, getting that going. <clears throat> but honestly, I, I not to be mean or anything like that, but I really just listen to the first three albums because yeah. they, they have Joe uh, on vocals on those. So those are the ones I really listen to. Uh, and I'm glad that, you know, they're they're kicking and they're doing that eulogy, eulogy death march right now. They're 
they're working on that, and hopefully they get that out soon. Hopefully yeah. by the spring, I think it, lo- it looks like it may be by the spring. Yeah, so they've been working on that. Yeah, and so I mean, they're one of those bands that if you're into Machine Head, if you're into Fear Factory, if you're into Pantera, if you're into Groove, anything Groove related. But I would say more towards the Pantera side, then you will enjoy the Pissing Razors a lot. Yeah. Not only that, it's a great way to piss off your fucking parents with a name like that and to surprise people if that's your thing. (laughs) Oh, the Pissing Razors. Oh, my God. So, you know, great name. Now, this is an old school. This is like more of a throwback. And I got introduced by one of my friends. Uh, actually, you know him. He's, uh, I forgot his name, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know him. <laughs> he was a drummer for Terry. What's his name? Uh, Ray. Ray. There you go. Ray. Ray. So fucking Ray, dude. Uh, he introduced me to these guys. He, he like gave me a tape at first. We're, yeah. in, high school, we're in high school. And it was uh, Stone Edge. And Stone Edge, dude, one of the fucking greatest bands ever to fucking rule the earth, man. And... They're just so fucking good. Uh, let me find. Um, let me find some of the people that were part of that album. It's called Voyage of an Ageless Time. Voyage of Ageless Time, and you had Rudy Hernandez. Rudy Hernandez, I could already tell you was him. And there's another guy. Uh, so it's it's Rudy Hernandez, Rick Brooks, Jesse Duque. And Mike Terrazas. Those guys made this band called Stone Edge. I know Alex Otero, he was part of the band at one point. But as far as the the credits, this is what the what I'm yeah. saying. But this is one of the one of the best fucking metal bands that I've heard in my life. Uh, and I'm I'm happy that I'll put they're from here from El Paso. Yeah. They have this really cool almost melodic death type shit going on. Uh, if you listen to Old School Sentence, then these people are fucking loud outside. But if you listen to Old School Sentence and uh, some of the melodicism that they brought and, you know, Rudy kind of brings this, you know, if you know Ace Fix, they're really fucking snarly, almost like obituary-esque like fucking vocals, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there's like melody to it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, the only thing, obviously, from this album came out, but 2001 or 2002 or some shit like that. I just didn't really like the snare, how it sounded. <laughs> it had really, like, how... It kind of reminded me of, of a snare sound you'd hear at a fucking football game. The really can... Like, uh, like a St. Danger type. Yeah. Metallic. Which I hear some people say... Which I hear some people say, oh, that's the way a snare is supposed to sound. You know, all the, like, the hardcore, like, drum freaks. You know, yeah, the, yeah, the drum yeah. core freaks. That's the way a drum supposed to sound... And I'm like, ah, oh, it it could be, but it just doesn't sound great. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The mix, maybe, maybe it was the mix, maybe the way they mixed it or, you know, whatever, because it doesn't sound that. And not only that, I also didn't enjoy that the double bass wasn't as pronounced. It was very hardly, you could hardly hear the double bass. So it could have been the budget, whatever it is, but it doesn't matter. The riffs in, in Vagled, Homage in Black... Lonesome Shores, uh, My Timely Fall, Pretentious Thrive. P- pretty much this whole fucking album is is a, is a killer. Yeah it's, a, yeah, it's a fucking banger, dude. I'm serious, man. Uh, so I cannot stress it enough. I haven't decided what song you guys are going to listen to, so I'm going to 
hit you with a surprise right now. So here you go. Check it out. To betray us over the door with a villain Fuck yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy that. I'll give you the name of the song in um, in the description so you guys can check it out. And yeah. You know, I really, really hope that other people recognize them and be like, you know what? I'll tell you what, boy, those guys from Sto- uh, Stone Edge or something else, <laughs> they're the tops. Man, <laughs> it's crazy how you bring that up, though. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Terror Incorporated. Yeah. Um, I know... Th- the last thing I heard, they were releasing something soon, and it was going to be their last thing that they were going to release. Um, shout out to a lot of El Paso bands still keeping it real. Um, bands like Terrorist, bands like uh, Saberwolf, who recently just got signed. Uh, so be on the lookout for all their stuff. They just got uh, CDs and vinyls. That they're, uh, oh, they sold out huh? of the vinyl too. Yeah, they sold out of uh, the colored vinyls. Okay. So Saber Wolf, if you're into, uh, if you're into, if you're into bands that shut down the buffet, <laughs> if you're into bands that get unlimited wings at Hooters, this is them. Bands <laughs> who. Uh, uh barbarian bands to rot and disgust uh scum uh, i mentioned terrorist earlier um you know still uh there's a ton of bands here there's a ton of bands here that uh that are still keeping it real you know yeah um i think there's been a definite um within the last four or five maybe five years there's been a huge resurgence of a lot of metal bands yeah. And there's a lot of black metal bands out there too. You know? There's a it's become really diverse, you yeah. know, and uh, and it sucks because it's this year had to happen, you know, like this pandemic had to happen, and like you know we could have just been at a show right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's a it's a Friday night. Yeah, it's early. You know, it would have it would have like fucking first band would have been playing right now. But, yeah, and that's super unfortunate. But through all this, there's still. Uh, they're still pushing through and recording and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know for sure uh, uh, my friends at Barbarian are getting close to finishing some stuff up. So shout out to those guys, uh, Saberwolf working hard. And shout out to Marco. And Marco, who can't, who can't be here, top black metal, is to Marco, fucking guy. <laughs> he's, he's busy. I mean, he's beating people up, man. 
Yeah, he's uh, the ultimate fighter himself. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Shout, but, out, shout out to Marco, though. He's cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool dude. Uh, we'll have, hopefully, we'll have him here soon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, the locals. That's uh, that's a little bit of some local... The local legends of El Paso. El Chuco. <laughs> Besides Chico's Tacos. But I will let you take this one away, this next few. Yeah, so this band is from, uh, as well, Austin, Texas. Uh, it's called Iron Age. Uh, Iron Age uh, started in uh, 2005. Uh, they only have two albums. Uh, I don't know if they have uh, like little like EPs, but they have two full-length albums. Is there one? That's got a weird ass cover, different colors, green, like red. Yeah, it's called a uh, Sleeping Eye. Yes. Yes. I like it. And then uh, their first album was a Constant Struggle. Um, yeah, their first album was Constant Struggle. Um, the thing about uh, Iron Age was uh, here in Texas, they were one of, I guess. Like a resurgence of crossover thrash yeah. that happened. Um, they influenced bands like uh, Power Trip, which we will later talk about. Um, we also are going to talk about this other band, so I will not say their name until we talk about them. Okay. Um, but they're just like uh, interface thrash, like sort of like have, uh, there's a band called uh, Leeway. Um, they have that thrashiness uh, to them. Um, Jason Tarpley, who is uh, who also does vocals for this band called Eternal Champion, who we will also talk about. Um, but this band influenced a lot of Texas bands, whether they you recognize them or not. Uh, it spread a seed within the scene that spread out through. Uh, Houston to San Antonio to Dallas, uh, maybe even here in El Paso. Uh, it's put out to that entire scene. Um, Wade Allison, who was uh, the guitarist, the guy behind that band, uh, passed away in September, mm. which is super unfortunate. Yeah, super unfortunate because I know. Uh, his band inspired a ton of those bands coming out of Texas, like Vulgar Display. Uh, I know there's a band in San Antonio, uh, Afflictive Nature, uh, bands like Snakeway. And I know the bands that I'm naming right now may not be recognizable to people, but these are some of the bands that are still keeping the scene alive in those areas. I know Snakeway's not uh, doing anything right now at the moment. Um, but, you know, they're still keeping it alive. And they put bands like Bitter End, a uh, hardcore band uh, out of San Antonio. But definitely Iron Age. If anyone has to, if there's anything you need to listen from them. Uh, they've only got two albums. Uh, listen to Constant Struggle and The Sleeping Eye. Uh, Constant Struggle is such a great album. Which also leads us to this next band called, uh, uh, which one do we got next right here? Uh, Eternal Champion. Eternal Champion. Yeah, and actually, <clears throat> I believe 
there is a great metal festival that was supposed to happen in uh, Houston. And it was called Hell's Heroes. Now, Hell's Heroes was going to be in White Oak Music Hall. It was supposed to take place, I believe, this past April. And you had bands like Riot, Satan, Slowfig, Night Demon, Eternal Champion, Haunt, My Favorite, High Spirits, Gatekeeper, another great. They're not so great, but a lot of people like Smolder. <laughs> uh, Altar of Oblivion, Riot City, Traveler, and the headliner, Candlemas. And every time I'm like thinking about heavy fucking metal, I'm like, dude, that would have been a fantastic heavy metal festival to attend in fucking Houston. Yeah. And not only that, Eternal Champion were supposed to be on there. Yeah. So. So the thing about Eternal Champion is uh, they bring a different vibe. Yeah. They bring... Uh, so what we're talking about right now is uh, these thrash, heavy bands. Eternal Champion brings a different, like, Wizards and Warriors. Hell yeah, dude. Type of thing. High-pitched vocals. Um, when I think about them, Conan the Barbarian. Oh, absolutely. The, the, the cover art, is super Frank Frazetta. Yeah. It's like it's like it just it just reeks of of, of his art. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And so I I think yeah, there's there's something going on there. There's definitely yeah. Going and then uh, the Apti album, The Armor of Ire, mm -hmm. I believe, and just the way uh, they start that off, like I Am the Hammer. I think it's the first song off of that, and uh, just the way it starts off, like it just builds up, and then he just like starts with this high pitch, like vocals is uh jim gillette vocals yes he took those lessons jim it brings something different to the table to what we're talking about uh brings like some sort of like fantasy and dragons mm -hmm. type of thing yeah like fantasy and dragons and um if anyone wants to listen to something different listen to eternal champion because they have that metal yeah they have the metal thrashiness to them but yeah they're completely opposite of the path that we're talking about. Right yeah, now. because I think they're they go in that straightforward heavy metal direction. You want to think painkiller, but with balls, big bigger balls. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very much traditional heavy metal, and that's why I fucking love about them with that nerd twist. And actually, uh, I had I saw that their new album just dropped today, Ravening. Iron. Writing Iron. And so actually the track that we're going to listen to, uh, the song that you're going to listen to, is actually called Ravening Iron. So here it goes.
Maybe it'll give you a little bit of a taste or a little bit of, just a little bit of a taste. A little bit of a taste. A little taste. Uh, Nacho Libre. <laughs> uh, so you could understand what Eternal Champion are all about, you know? And yeah. so you said that the singer was in Iron Age as well? Yeah, he used to do vocals for Iron Age. Now, if you look at what Iron Age did, the vocals are more... They're not hype. They're not at all no, like that. No, they're not like how Eternal Champion vocals are. Right. So there's a there's a there's a difference between mm -hmm. them. Um, I think uh, Eternal Champions, the oddball that's coming out of this uh, group that we're talking about. A little bit, I would say Watchtower is. Okay. Yeah. But I I need to listen to Watchtower. Yeah. I need to listen. To I haven't listened to. Them. Uh, they're they're. It's like if Queen's had big balls. Yeah. And not like this very light sounding metal. Yeah. Uh, oh, but Operation Minecraft, even though that's a great <laughs> prog metal album, the concept is outstanding. They're great, but they're light. Uh, they don't. They lack heaviness. They don't have the heaviness. Watchtower brings the oomph, you know. Yeah, yeah. They bring it, dude. And the vocals, también. They bring. They bring it, dude. So, are Eternal Champion related to this next band at all? Uh, which one do we add here? Uh, so actually. Before we talk about this next band, let me go pee. All right. All right. So uh, this next band I'm going to go ahead and uh, talk about right here is uh, Power Trip Fuck out yeah. of uh, Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, Power Trip, man. Um, I think they started in, um, what, 2008? Still recent. They're still, they were a fairly new band. Yeah, yeah. Well, not no. Actually, I think they said like around. I need. I need to uh, don't fact check me on this one. I think it was two thousand eight. <laughs> but I know for sure that Power Trip. What we're talking about right now, coming out of Texas in the recent years, was one of the bands that really blew up. They started touring bands like uh, Municipal Waste. They started touring with uh, Exhumed. Um, I think they played with like Toxic Holocaust. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Another great band. Yeah, they have a, but they also have with the, the hardcore community. So yes, yes. They'll play with bands like, uh, like Terror, um, bands like, uh, I want to say like, Backtrack and Alpha and Omega. Hmm. You know, like they all riding out, stuff like that. That's right? a badass name. Riding Out is a, a skate punk band out of uh, L.A. Um, you know, uh, Power Trip, Armageddon Blues was their EP. Dude, honestly, the way Armageddon Blues starts off, just the beginning, the bass line. The bass line alone is just starts getting you pumped. And it just feels like you just want to run in somewhere. <laughs> and just like thrash everyone all up yeah. in that room yeah dude <laughs> probably one of the best songs to start off with just gets you so pumped and it's just like fast and and uh riley gale's vocals mm. it sounds like you're just like going into a tunnel you know i, I kind of feel like with his vocals too that it's like a blast from the past yeah and the way they do their music too because it's not incredibly overdone where it's like oh this is this thrash isn't the same kind of thrash from the 80s this thrash is faster no it's like 
it almost sounds like the same fucking thrash from the 80s, man. Like, if they're just being very, you know, paying tribute yeah, to yeah. that era of... I mean, obviously, they're a little bit faster, but I'm just saying it. They're, they're not one of those crazy fast-ass bands, you know, like yeah. Toxic Holocaust, let's say. They're, Toxic Holocaust is one more blackened. Yeah, I love um, that blackened thrash type. Right. Um, Municipal Waste is more like the... Punk crossover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think... Uh, the Art of Partying, man. Yeah, The Art of Partying, great album right there. <laughs> um, but then Power Trip was just kind of like... Definitely, I I don't... I I hate saying this, but I don't want to say that like perfected mm-hmm. that type of crossover, hardcore, thrash type mm-hmm. of style. They owned it for sure. Yeah, but they definitely... They definitely appealed to both crowds. Yes. Um... Armageddon Blues, uh, the album um, Manifest Decimation, and Nightmare Logic. Yeah. Uh, those three albums are the ones that they have. Riley Gill, Rest in Peace, mm-hmm. uh, died in August. For sure, Rest in Peace. Bro. August uh, 2020. Uh, it's crazy how uh, once he died, how... I saw it impacted a lot of... It was a wave. Huge wave. Yeah, yeah. Impact, it impacted like a ton of communities. Like in, uh, music-wise, yeah. it impacted the, the thrash community, the metal community, the hardcore community, the punk community. Um, because I know that uh, Riley Gale always, uh, I guess, in the Dallas area was always accepting of everything. Yeah. They they made a they made a, a library, they named the library after Riley Riley Gale. Shit. You know? Badass. Dude. Like there's murals of him and uh also Wade Allison who uh influenced Power Trip from uh Iron Age uh who died a month apart. Which is super weird. What the f- yeah, that is fucking... Yeah, that's super weird. Riley Gill died in August, and then Wade Allison died in uh, September. You know, and they have, like, murals of them out there in, in Dallas because they're really well-respected in, in those areas. But definitely, Power Trip is... For, no, for people that haven't listened to Power Trip, definitely... Go out there and YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify them. I uh, Power Trip and they played in El Paso. They played at my friend's house. No shit. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the craziest shows that I've been to. <laughs> one of the craziest shows because it was in a living room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I guess so, right? It was in a living room. Yeah. And this wasn't when Power Trip was barely like on the come up. This was when uh, they had just released their second album, uh, Manifest Decimation. Yeah. And, That's uh, such a great name too. Yeah, and they were playing the songs off of that. Uh, so they weren't like this. They weren't like super like blown up at that point. Yeah. But they were they were known like they were known who this band was. Yeah. And uh, probably one of the best shows that I've ever been to is uh, seeing them in the living room. Not a lot of people could say that it's, they've seen Power Trip in the living room. Yeah, but I bet that's a rare. Yeah. A rare sight. A ton of dudes in a living room, super hot, sweaty as hell. Drinking cheap beer, probably. Yeah. Right? 
and uh, like just hanging out, like just shooting the shit afterwards. Um, but Power Trip, one uh, during this time, one of the the better Texas bands uh, to listen to. I um, <clears throat> they're a band that I recently started listening to, probably within the last year. So I think that's one of they're one of the I think the purest sound in terms of when you get a newer band to do that kind of metal, that kind of thrash and that crossover, whatever they were doing. Yeah. They really kind of kept it or like not, not original, but they, they wanted to keep it to that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I appreciated in listening to them is that, you know, they didn't, they didn't go, I don't know. You have bands like, is it evil? And his other bands who they go over the top. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's not fucking how Thrash sounded. And so, you know, you have old Thrashers like, no, I'm not going to listen to you guys. You know, uh, these power trips, they're fucking, they're legit, dude. They're badass. Yeah, yeah. So, um, for sure, rest in peace, fucking Riley. Man. Riley Gale, rest in peace. But uh, I think he, the band influenced uh, a ton of bands moving forward after this. Yeah. So, this other band is... Actually, you just introduced me to this band. Yeah. Uh, which is super weird. Another Austin, Texas band. Uh, they're called uh, Mammoth Grinder. Yeah. Uh, super gritty, super yes. dirty. Mm-hmm. Like, listen to their sounds. A lot of, like, uh, dark. Um, as As much as, like... When we when we say like dirty and gritty sound, like you listen to them and it just sounds, uh, the guitars are like really distorted and the the bass is just just like, uh, how how do I put words to this? Right. Like how do you put words to that? Yeah. And how they sound. Um, Mammoth Grinder also has um, members of a uh, Power Trip in there. I know they're a three piece band. Mm. Uh, their three piece um, toured with bands like uh, Ramming Speed when I saw them they were two with uh, Ramming Speed Toxic Holocaust and uh, who was that last band oh, Exhumed they two with Exhumed uh, definitely the they have three albums out um, one of the albums it's not a full length that I would suggest people listen to. From, yeah. Let me... Which one? Which one? Which would be the split with uh, Hatred Surge. Okay. Because I ended up going to the one you said, Underworld. Yeah. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. But personally, I think um, Underworld is a great album. Like, one of their great uh, full length albums. Um... But they have a split with Hatred Surge, which is, I would think, one of the better splits that I've, that I've heard. If anyone comes down to it, just listen to Mammoth Grinder. Listen, <laughs> listen to the dirtiness that they have. Yeah. Uh, they have, like, a darkened type of style. to. You know, when you, showed, when you told me, hey, have you heard of this band? You asked me them. And I was like, yeah, I've definitely heard of them, but I don't, I never heard them before. And so when I came out, you know, and, and was listening to Underworlds, and I was like, you see the cover art, and it's like, ooh, what is this? 
It's a little mysterious. He kind of almost looks like a fucking black metal band or like this cosmic, progressive, technical, death metal band. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you don't know what the fuck you're going to get yourself into yet because you're like questioning what the fuck's going on, right? And yeah, man, I started listening to it and it's definitely a sludgy, almost uh, crusty, like, uh, I don't want to say crossover, but there's... There's elements of stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they, they do have like a crust sound to them. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go along the lines of like DB mm-hmm. style, but um, the a little bit touch base on that. Yeah. Um, But it's definitely a band to check out for anyone that's listening to this right now. It's definitely go check out Mammoth Grinder, go check out the album Underworlds, check out the split with Hatred Surge, which Hatred Surge is another good band. Check out that split. And I think uh, Mammoth Grinder just released an album um, last year, 2019. Hmm. Um, I forget the name of it. Let's find out. Was it Cosmic Crypt? I think it's all Cosmic Crypt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, 2018. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, in Mammoth Grinder, there's also a member of a Darkest Hour in there. Really? So I see, okay, so I see the drummer from Power Trip, right? Like you said. Who else is all up in that? So the actually, so it's weird. The drummer from Power Trip, it's, he's bass and vocals, apparently. Yeah. Uh, that's all I could see. Uh, people from Iron Regan and uh, Mark Bronzio, Bronzio, the guitars. Not sure who plays from where he's from. But yeah, I mean, it's. Is it a three piece? Right? Uh, it's a three piece band. Yeah, uh, yeah. At least when I saw them. <laughs> Unless I changed it up. I like I said, I never really barely fucking was it yesterday or Wednesday. Yeah. I think just barely introduced me to them. So like, yeah, man, if they're from Texas and they're a fucking hot band, we're talking about them. Yeah, so dude, definitely they're a hot band. Like uh like I said, the bands that they toured with, but um you could definitely put them up there as like, hey, like these are one. This is one of the better uh, Texas bands right now at the moment. I know, obviously, because of whatever everything that's going on right now, you may not be hearing about them. Yeah. But you see the name Mammoth Grinder on any flyer. Go check them out. Definitely go check them out. Whether you heard them or not, you just see the name Mammoth Grinder. You go out to that show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
I was surprised, so hopefully other people will be surprised too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then it's my recommendation yeah. to uh, people that are listening right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Uh, everyone has their own preferences. You know, a band that they may says they might not like them, but they can probably listen to this band. So these guys are also from the Dallas Plano area. He wears uh he doesn't wear silver paint. He wears uh mercurial something something kind of paint. <laughs> and we're talking about Absu. And sometimes it can be absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so for sure one of those uh probably not niche bands. They're not a niche band. If you're okay. So, Pros- Prospector, the drummer slash singer, yeah. is, first of all, he's like a fucking octopus in the, on the drum set. So, he's fucking outstanding on yeah, the drums, yeah, yeah. man. Um, and so, I know they've released several albums over the years. The Son of Tifereth, um, The Third Storm of Sirothul. Their self-titled Opsu in 2009, and their others, sort of differently named Opsu with a Z instead of an S. Specifically, I think 2001's Tara Tara. That album is, I think, the best album that they've ever done. Yeah, yeah, hands down. The artwork, the they and uh, they enlisted work uh, none other than you know. King Diamond himself, although he's not um, credited as King Diamond, he's credited under a different name. I don't know what name he chose. He picked a different name. I I think that had... I don't know if that had to do with... I'm not sure if they did it intentionally to just to kind of be like sneaky and kind of strange. I don't know if it had to do with that or financial things. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't include his name. But yeah, one of the things to me is is I think this is a clinic on how to fucking do black and death metal. Um, the drums are fucking outstanding. I'm telling you, the fucking the, the guy is incredible. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. I mean, uh, you've uh, have you have you had a chance to listen to Absu? I've had little glimpses of Absu. The one time I sort of listened, I started listening to Absu. They were supposed to play here about four years ago. Oh, no way. Yeah, they were supposed to play here about four years ago or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friend brought him up to my attention and I was just like, I've never heard this band before. And he's just like, listen to him, listen to him. And uh, I took like little listens here and there. Uh, but I never really grasped into really like taking a listen to them okay so now that you mentioned them mm-hmm. now that you mentioned them and what you're telling me right now i i guess i look at it at like a different perspective and be like yeah. i should definitely like take give them a second chance uh and definitely like uh look into the albums that you're mentioning right now and the type of metal is uh mythological occult yeah <laughs> You know this this sort of uh, this whole idea of that. You know, I know, I know, I know. Proscriptor, uh, they they've split and they've created a whole other band. 
that name I completely fucking forgot, so this, the name escapes me. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to that, when you hear stuff, um, when you hear out, songs off the album and you hear, like, what the fuck, dude, like, like, this dude goes into, like, deep shit, so, like, I wonder, like, what his personal life, what kind of shit he's into, because he has, like, the lyrics on this fucking crazy, like, yeah. and, and, and kind of the things that he's trying to talk about and what he's trying to say and, and tell, and, you know, like, four cross wands, spell 181, Vor, Vorago, spell 182. And then, and then, and then the next to that you have, she cries the quiet lake, you know. And then, of course, my favorite is the Stone of Destiny. Mythological cult metal for sure. I believe that's even the name of like the greatest hits or like their. Uh, yeah, I think it's the greatest hits. So, but I was th per for me, I think Terra was the perfect double. Yeah, because it it didn't sound too raw like the earlier shit, and it didn't sound too watered down. Was what I would say with their later shit. Okay, so it's a good uh, in between our album. Um, drum roll to our next band. <laughs> None other than, obviously, Pantera. Of course. And that's going to be probably tops for Texas, right? Yeah. Uh, the, probably the biggest Texas band of all time, besides ZZ Top, for all the fuckers who are going to be like talking shit. Um, I, I think these guys are, uh, again, one of the best bands that has ever fucking come out. Yeah. Uh, and they seem to be... In like practically every fucking episode that <laughs> I've done, in one way or another, they come up somehow. So, well, I mean that goes to show like the greatness that Pantera has. Yeah, I mean, so okay. So first of all, we're having ourselves a black tooth grin, black tooth, which is uh, well, I'm I'm having a course right now, but. We're having a black tooth on the side. So, if you guys don't know, that's Crown Royal, some Sprite. No, no, no. Dr. Pepper. My bad. I don't even know why I said Sprite. And you just kind of put a splash of Dr. Pepper and the Crown Royal. I know you can make something else with it. <laughs> yeah, you can make something out of it. But for the sake of puking, we've already had ours. And I. Th so, I just want to say a huge... 
you know, rest in peace, Vinny, Paul, rest in peace, Dimebag. I know these, these dudes have been, how influential they've been until, you know, you have to wait a while to see how, just how far their influences went and with, with all the bands that have been around, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time so you can see that. Favorite albums? Oh, jeez. To start it off, to start it off, um, you never go wrong with this one. Is always Cowboys from Hell. Cowboys from Hell only because it was their first. It was their first album, but it was their first album coming off of that uh, hair metal glam stuff that they were yes. doing. So you have the metal in there, but you have the high-pitched vocals that Phil Anselmo was doing. You have the the screeching guitars mm-hmm. in there. Um, so I felt like I you would get you were getting the mix of uh, both worlds on that on that album. Yeah, Cowboys from Hell. It was it was fast. It was uh, heavy, heavy guitars. The drums were crazy, and then the vocals were just like piercing, yeah, piercing vocals. Yeah. So beginning to end, Cowboys from Hell, Psycho Holiday, uh, yeah. probably one of the best songs yeah. off that album. Yeah, that that'll get people. that's gonna get people fucking moving, dude. Yeah. Um. Before we keep going further, I do have to go pee. Uh-hoo. And we're back. So, continuing with what you're saying from uh, Cover Schmel. Uh, I think it's one of the... Um, I don't know. It's, to me, one of the most important albums that we've had in the past probably 30 years. Um, simply because they were like that in-between. That album was like the in-between. You know, you have the 80s glam that's still going on. People are still doing heavy metal. and The metal metal was changing at that time. And then all of a sudden you have these guys who kind of meshed the two, right? Yeah, yeah. They really did. They brought it together. And we're not even being idiots right. anymore because they, um, they really did. That's what they did. They yeah. Did metal mesh up. They really <laughs> meshed it up. So, and I thought that was really cool that they were able to bring that in one album so and and arguably and arguably because i know i brought it up in the past before people were probably like you're fucking stupid which i know i am but it's arguably power metal at the same time yeah and the way that the style is the music style the riffs are the i mean first of all to me it's uh primal concrete sledge that the fucking heaviness of that yes you know um obviously you have uh Shattered is probably one of my favorite songs. Um, the Message in Blood. Message in Blood. That's a good yeah, song. Yeah. And of course, you can never go wrong with the more obvious one from that album, which is uh, Cowboys from Hell. And then... Um, Domination. Domination in itself is... Yeah. Uh, it's fast. It's heavy. Yeah. Still to this day, it's a staple. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Like you... You just cannot sit down on the side. It's just, it's in domination, and you can definitely see how they added all the metal mm-hmm. 
and thrashiness to yeah. to the song, but then the vocals mm-hmm. is what kind of like separates them. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It, the vocals itself is what separates yeah. them from the, I guess, from what was going on at that yeah. time. Yeah. But you know what's weird? Is that fucking breakdown that comes later. Yeah, that, uh, wait, which are you talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, that breakdown that that comes from that is like, and then the solo, he's playing the solo, and it's like, holy shit, dude, that's next level shit, dude. The the fucking ideas that they were that were flowing from these guys, the the whatever it was, all the Coors Light they were drinking, Black Tooth Grins, whatever they were doing. Um. I know they got into the heavy, you know, the heroin stuff later on. Yeah, well, yeah. Probably Philip, though. And that was later on. I think he was the only one. But anyways. Yeah, I think he was the only one. But, you know, when it came down to that, they fucking really nailed it, dude. They really hit it. And I think Cowboys from Hell still to this day, for me, is a staple. I have it playing at least once a week. Yeah. Uh, even if it's a couple songs. May, may not be the whole entire album. But when I play that whole album, dude, it's fucking great. Yeah. Another thing that is is badass is like, um, I don't know. It's just that guitar tone. That 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 guitar tone and the I, I think Terry Date was the one who produced it. What I love about it is like I kind of Terry Tate. Terry Date. Terry Date or yeah. Terry Tate. Date. Oh, okay. Terry Date. He did prong also. Okay. He did okay. other bands. But what I love about him is like I like to test. And maybe not by today's standards anymore, probably. I would probably have to go with vulgar to split apart. But I like to test out, like, my speakers. Yeah. Or, you know, any any speaker. If I get brand new speakers for the car or whatever the fuck. Or if I get a new, like, uh, portable speaker. Some shit like that. Man, I'll, I'll put on vulgar display of power. Or I'll put on Cowboys from Hell. And I'll put on scattered, uh, sh- scattered, shattered. Or even fucking, like, domination, dude. And I'll be like, all right. This is how I test my speakers. Are these going to sound great or not? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you'll you'll know if you get that punchiness, you know, get that fucking gut punch sound, you know what I mean? So, excuse me. So that album, to me, I think, is one of their best. Uh, which is another ones that you were you're into, that you like? Actually, mine, I'll go Far Beyond Driven. Mm-hmm. Far Beyond Driven, next to Cowboys from Hell, because after Cowboys from Hell, they did like a, I don't want to say like a complete 180, but they went like more uh, heavier sound towards them. Like, we're going to spill power, Grits and Tranquil, um, Far Beyond Driven. They got heavier, but the vocals changed. That's where the vocals changed. That's where Phil Anselmo started doing... Um, the more ooh, mm. like type of sound yeah, instead yeah. of doing like the more like high pitch ah, type yeah. sounds, you know? Yeah. Um so after that I think the best album for me is uh Far Beyond Driven. Yeah. Uh I'm Broken, mm-hmm. Five Minutes Alone. They did that cover of uh Black Sabbath's Planet Caravan, yeah. which is a great cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an interesting cover. It's an interesting cover. Yeah, in itself. Yeah, for the, for a band like that to cover uh, 
Panic Caravan, which is right. a, sort of on the softer, slower right. side of of Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but Far Beyond Driven to me is the next best one from them. I know a lot of people say uh, "Vulgar" just feel powered just because of "Walk" and stuff like that. But don't get me wrong; it's a great song. I hate "Walk" and I hate "This Love" from from really? Vul- from "Vulgar." Oh, really? Yeah. To me, those are baby songs. Those are yeah. like little kid songs. I love "Fucking uh, Hostile." Yeah. Oh, a new level, "Fucking Hostile." Oh yeah, yeah. You know, conceit. Uh, was it hollow? Uh, they have a lot of fucking great songs in that. The drums, I mean, Vinnie Paul was like on another level, a whole new, a new level. A new level. <laughs> <laughs> when he was doing whatever the fuck he was doing. And again, I give thanks to the way, whatever they were doing, whatever they were on, you could hear it. And you feel it, man, in your speakers, and it was just fucking huge sounding. You know what I mean? It sounded great, dude. So I always, I always love that album because of that. And uh, you know, have you, do you ever watch those uh, Pantera videos? Which ones? The VHS? Well, they they put them both together on DVD. Okay. So you have the Pantera videos one and two, or I don't know what they're called, but uh, one, the first one covers, I think. Cobbage from Hell and Vulgar. Okay. And I think I'm not. I don't. I don't fucking remember, guys. Let me get all mad at me. I can already hear you. I think the second one covers Far Beyond Driven and Greater Than Tram Kill. I think, but I don't remember. But they're fucking great, dude. Listening to those, they're fucking awesome. Uh, or watching them, man. Those are great beer drinking fucking DVDs. You know, they have a lot of cool, funny, stupid bets and. And then the shenanigans are like fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, um, what's the name of that goofy bar or that goofy restaurant? That, uh... <laughs> it's like shenanigans. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Morgan yeah. uh, <laughs> Display of Power is a great album. Honestly, the the first time I heard a walk was it from Pantera. Really? Uh, the first time I heard the song Walk was uh, from ECW. Okay. Extreme Championship Wrestling. Yeah. It's the hardcore version. <laughs> you know, there was blood, there was barbed wire, there was chair shots, everything. Yeah. During the time, during the... The heyday. During the mid to late 90s, during like 1996 time. But had, had was that barely starting off at that point? No, no, it it was already before ECW started around like nineteen ninety three. So yeah, it was still new. It was yeah, still new. Eastern Championship Wrestling is what it was called. Oh, okay. But then uh, Paul Heyman took over and it turned into Extreme Championship Wrestling, which that's where they involved all the more the good stuff, all the all the adult oriented stuff. Uh, Rob Van Dam yes. used to come out to walk hmm. uh, from Pantera during his uh, when he'd come out, and uh, back in the day, of course, uh, you could come out to songs you didn't 
they came out to those songs. Uh, I know uh, the Sandman came out to Enter Sandman. <laughs> uh, uh, Raven came out to Alice in Chains. Uh, I want to say it was Man in the Box. <laughs> uh, Tommy Dreamer came out to another song that's, you know, now you'd have to pay for it. Okay. Uh, but there was a time, uh, MTV, I think in 1999, was doing a, a hard rock special, and I'm putting that in quotes, hard rock special where Lars Ulrich hosted something called Return of the Rock. Mm. That's the, he's the drummer of this band called Metallica. Yeah, if you guys didn't know, he's, he's this guy. He drummed for some band called Metallica. Danish. Yeah. yeah. He plays tennis in his own Yeah, yeah. Plays a metallic snare. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he did something called Return of the Rock, which played a bunch of bands like uh, Static X, Hmm. uh, back when Push It was first came out. (laughs) Not not Salt and Pepper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not to be confused with Salt and Pepper's (laughs) Push It. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but you know stuff like that but then at night time it came around like 8pm they were doing something the all time hard rock videos A to Z oh shit okay. and it would go on from 8pm to like around 3am and they played music videos all the alphabetical stuff excuse me I mean my brother stayed up and we recorded the videos on VHS Hell yeah. That we wanted to watch. Uh, bands that we never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Bands that we'd see like, who the hell is this band? Let's record it. Uh, yeah. And then there was this band, when it came down to K, somebody called Kilgore. Yes. And they were playing Walk. <laughs> and they had like all the ECW wrestlers in the music video. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh, hell yeah, this is the song. <laughs> And we're like, yeah, yeah, this is a song right here. And little did we know that later on, once it came down to P and Pantera played, they played two Pantera videos, which is Cemetery Gates and Walk Again. (laughs) And we're like, what the hell? We just heard this song from Kilgore. Like, (laughs) we're like, no, no, this band's stealing it from them. Because <laughs> we were so into wrestling at yeah, the time. Yeah. Uh, but then we found out, like, oh, no, Pantera is the one that had the song. Yeah. It's just Kilgore that covered it for the ECW soundtrack at the time. And we're, in, we're just like, oh, all right, all right, all right. They're cool, they're cool. They're all right, they're all right. But, you know, like, it's crazy how I've, I heard the song before I even knew who... Pantera was. Pantera was. And this was around like 1998, 1999. Time I was, I was still young. I was like 11 years old. Mm. I was 11 years old when I heard about Man, that. I don't even remember that show, dude. Yeah, it was a one time thing. It was a one time thing. Oh, was thing. it? Was yeah, it? Okay. it was like a weekend thing. Okay. They started on Friday and it ended on Sunday. So no it started, way. the A to Z started at 8. And it went on to like 3 a.m. in the morning. And so it would go from Friday, 8, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, and they did like a good portion of videos uh, on Friday. 
and then on Saturday they did another portion, and then on Sunday they ended it. Dude, I think that's so badass that like we used to have shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think what was the other one? Was it 120 minutes? What was that other fucking show? It was Matt Pinfield. Yeah. Matt or, yeah, or yeah. Pitt Manfield, whatever. Uh, Matt Pinfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, him. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. his fucking voice is all fucking raspy as fuck. But um, his was, his was more like alternative rock. Yeah. Super alternative rock. Indie. Super indie. indie. You know, really, like, that's where I learned to really hate the 90s. Uh, but just the idea of having a show for a couple hours and playing rock for a couple hours. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty cool in itself. But I think what was, I think, I guess for me, what I'm trying to say is like, you know, it's unfortunate because we don't have shit like that anymore. We don't have yeah. this idea of, of playing music videos anymore. In fact, even if you're like to go and listen to your radio stage, your local radio stations. And actually that's not true because there are a lot of really good metal stations around the United States. Yes. The problem is, is that we don't fucking have one here in El Paso. Unfortunately, KLQ fucking sucks. And I think nothing to do with the people who work there. It's probably the overbosses, you know what I mean? Yeah. People who run the fucking show. It's like, look, you fucking play this. This is what you're going to play and that's it, you know? So it's like, so you get Enter Sandman, you get your Puddle of Mud, you know, you get yeah. your Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah. And they shove it down your fucking throat, you know? And they're like, this is what metal is and this is what you should like. And it sucks because that's, essentially that's what Kelly Q is, you know? And they play the same fucking songs. Uh, every day they play the same songs. Um, the same... I mean, I wouldn't have a problem if they changed, you know, Metallica has over 10 albums, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, ACDC like... has other songs besides Highway to Hell. Uh, you know, the same thing goes for all the bands that they play over and over and over. And that's why I came up with that phrase of every band has their entertainment. Yeah. Right? Every band has their entertainment. You know? And I got that. From Kelly Q, so thank you guys for that. So I'm thankful to Kelly Q for at least allowing me to coin that phrase that every band has an enter Sandman. And this will go out to all the Kelly Qs in other cities because I'm yeah. sure that other cities had the same. Yeah, thing. and it sucks that you guys have that. And that, and I mean, that's another reason why I wanted to do a podcast. And I, I've been wanting to do it for years already mm, because I wanted to be able, be able to share music with everybody. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was a thing where it's like you can't actually put songs, like full songs, to be like, here, listen to them. You can't, can't you can't actually do that. You have to like have licensing rights. You have to do all the, it's a lot of bullshit, and I don't want to legally get in trouble, like fucking go to jail for shit like that. You know that's so <laughs> stupid. Yeah. But um, let's 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 keep moving. I really, really, really enjoyed uh, the Great Southern Trend Kill. Did you? I I felt like, um, and this is the order of owning albums for me. It was the Cowboys from Hell, the Great Southern Trend Kill, Vulgar, and then it was Far Beyond Driven. Yeah, and that was the order that I went in when I bought their albums. Uh, just by chance, just that's just happened. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. It just happened to be, and I was like, 
you know, when you <laughs> when the Great Southern Tranquil starts, you're like, I dude, way. that out does it hits you. Yeah, dude, it hits you. But I'll tell you this: that's the album I listen to the least. Really? Yeah, that's the album I listen to the least. Yeah. And uh, and and I can, I agree with you how the how it just starts off and it's just like boom in your face and you're like, holy shit, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. As soon as you press play, oh, boom. Yeah. But it's the one that I listen to the least. I would, I listen to Reinventing the Steel more than Great Southern Tranquil. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'll be honest with you. I cannot stand Reinventing the Steel. Yeah. For me, it felt like a rushed album. Like, you know what? Let's just do something just to do something. Let's just... You know, in fact, they re-released it a little while ago. Uh, I think they re-released it like a week or two ago. Hey, go to sleep. It's like, go to sleep. Sorry. We got a very active bearded dragon hanging out with us. Uh, and uh, her name's Lizzo, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. What up, Lizzo? What's you up, be Lizzo? You want to be a part of this? She's like, yo, what up, what up? I think she's... You guys talking Great Southern Trent Cool right now is my favorite <laughs> album. <laughs> she's all New York and shit. New York. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, who gave her that accent? I know, right? It's like, we're talking Texas right now. I know, I'll right? tell you what. So, we gotta be all king of the hill. But, <laughs> no, we're not Paso, man. We don't even count for Texas, dude. That's why I think it's so funny. It's like, we're, we're way the fuck... The real West... When it comes to Texas. When it's the real West, Texas. Yeah. Nah, fucking up there is it Midland. You guys are not the West, dude. We're fucking West. We're the... Just the tip, bitch. You know what I mean? Just Just the tip. tip. And of course, it's never just the tip. But anyways, I digress. Uh, I could not stand uh, reinventing the steel. I tried, 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 tried. Even when they did the re-release. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to... I'm probably gonna like it this time because it, maybe it sounds better. It sounds heavier, and I was like, "No, no, I'm this way. I couldn't do it, dude." Yeah, yeah. And um, so I was like, you know, a little bit of surprise here. You know, you you dig more of that than to the train kill. Yeah, yeah. But it's not it's not that I I think uh, Great to the Train Kill is a bad album. I just for some reason don't connect to it the same way. The same way. Uh, I guess I connected to reinventing the steels because uh, during the time it was the album that was coming out right for um, Pantera, was like an an anticipated yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. And then finally it came out, and it was like, holy shit, it's out. Yeah. So I really got to experience when the album came out. Yeah. And I listened to it. And uh, it's not the best album, but I guess the connection is there. Yeah. That's why I listen. That's why my order is Cowboys from Hell, Far Beyond Driven, Vulgar Display, Reinventing the Seal Creed stuff. Oh, okay. So a little bit of a slip at the end. Yeah. And not to knock on Great Southern, mm-hmm. it's just the way, the way it happened for me. Mm-hmm. The way it happened for me. Um, but definitely great Southern Tranquil the way it starts off. I, I agree. Yeah, with you there's a lot. There's a lot of, 
it's definitely, I think, their fastest. Um, one of the most aggressive ones, I think. Um, and I remember talking about it in the past that actually Vinnie Paul and and Dimebag, uh, and again, just uh, I know we talked, I, like I said, I talked about it in previous in one previous episode. And we just kind of want to throw, since we're doing Pantera right now, a little Pantera factoid is that actually Dimebag was going to join Megadeth. And they were going to be like, yeah, you're, you're on board, brother, you know, <laughs> with Dave, you know. And um, he's like, yeah, but I want Vinny to play drums. Oh, okay. So there was that, that sort of weird situation happening. And that was would have been <clears throat> when, uh, I believe, when they were going to record um, Rust in Peace. Okay. So they're looking for people during that time. I believe that's when it was. Um, if that wasn't during the time that it was, for sure, Vinnie Paul and Dimebag were going to be considered to be part of, 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 uh, Megadeth at one point. Yeah. So that's, that's fact. The other part of, if it's the same era, uh, well, I, I'm not too sure right now. No, imagine, imagine. That <laughs> would have been fucking incredible, dude. Yeah. And that'd have been like, I would, like, you could just like, what would have happened if they were a part of that? You know what? I bet you there's another parallel fucking universe out there somewhere. It's some whole other world where it worked out that fucking way. And there's a whole podcast. There's another podcast over there. Bizarro Us. Yeah, yeah. Bizarro Us. I'm the one with long hair. You're the one with a big ass beard. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're <laughs> and they're talking about this shit right now. Yeah, yeah. So who knows, dude? Uh, I just thought that was pretty funny, though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no. Uh, have I you mean, had a chance to visit Dimes Grave? No, man. I've been to Dallas uh, quite a few times. I've never, I've never gone out there to see his grave. I mean, I I would love to. Yeah. Um, I would love to be out there and and check it out because uh, I know he has a good like mural going on on his on his uh, deal. Yeah. So they have a. Uh, um... And I, I mean, it's, I guess both of them are next to each other now. Yeah. Uh, I know um, it's an, it's a little suburb. I guess it's outside of, of Dallas. It's in Arlington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you go visit, it's actually really nice. Uh, it's a really nice, peaceful area. It's really nice, actually. The area is very foresty, kind of woodsy. But, well, I mean, that, I mean, that was my, my like, 15... Fuck, we were 15 years ago when I went. Yeah, yeah. That's when it was like that. So it was it was, it was great. You know, visiting was actually very interesting. I'll have to go again now that, uh, you know, Vinny's there too. So yeah, that's, that's there, there'll probably be something cool to see. I mean, yeah. it's super unfortunate how it all went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very tragic it, story, though, yeah. the whole thing. The whole thing. And, yeah. and just the story with the band itself, how uh, they just stopped getting along and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people blame Phil a lot of people blame Dimebag the Daryl brothers and stuff like that Vinnie Paul and uh, Dimebag but what I want to know is where the hell is Rex Brown during this whole thing you know he released uh, he has a his book, book. Yeah. And so I'm curious I need to read it and I, I want to know you know, 
his perspective on the whole situation. Yes, my my yeah. brother bought the book, and my yeah. brother just like mentioned like little things here and there. Yeah. Uh, but I'd really like to know his perspective on the entire thing. I honestly think, and this is from Pulp Fiction, but I honestly think he was like, my name's Paul, and this is between y'all. You know what I mean? I really do think that he was just like neutral on everything. He didn't want to get involved with anybody or anything. Yeah. And I think that's what, personally, that's what I think that's his stance was. Um, because you don't hear anything. You never. No one ever said anything about him either. No one ever said shit about him or talked yeah. shit about him. Nothing. He was just like in the shadows. Exactly. Like so that. I'm wondering. I mean, he has to have been. As soon as stuff happened, he probably just Maybe. left. He just fucking said, "Fuck this, Who I'm out of here." You know what I mean? Uh, and it, I mean, it makes sense the way things are, but it really, it's really sad that these guys could have been one of the even more legendary. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know Philip. I mean, a lot of people do not fucking like Philip. There's a lot of controversy that follows him. The whole, you know, white power thing that he was doing yeah. at the show, or you know, that he was drinking, he was drinking wine and he this said, and that. He and, said he blended a white wine. Yeah, and and, and we were drinking white wine. Yeah, and I know, you know, on, he was man. saying all this shit, and uh, a lot of people were like, "That's bullshit," you know, and whatever. Either way, even if he was joking. You shouldn't do shit like that because especially you're a fucking a huge figure uh, in, in, in public figure. You know what I mean? Yeah. You shouldn't be doing shit like that either way. In don't, general. Don't right? be doing stupid shit anyways, right? Yeah, in general. But spe- specifically if you're like, everyone's watching you, bro. They're taking pictures of you constantly. So that's just very, it's, uh, it's very, you know, on his part. He shouldn't have done yeah. anything like that. Ooh. I know he's clean now. He's been clean for the last few years, I think. Um, I mean, I mean, who knows what he says? Who knows? You know, uh, I've seen a couple interviews. Yeah, with Phil Anselmo, it's uh, right now. It's like you don't you don't really know what to expect from him anymore. Yeah, uh, he's he's always had a bunch of side projects that he dips out on. Super Joint Ritual, down. down. Now he has uh, that band. Uh, and minor. Well, he had, I think it's Scour. Is that new, new? Yeah, it's new, new. Like, because <laughs> he had, because he has and minor. He has uh, Phil the Gargantuan. So what do they call it, Gargantuan? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this uh, this is I th- I believe it's called Scour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, check it. Scour. Yeah. It has uh, Phil Anselmo, Chase Frazier, John Jarvis, Derek Engman, Jesse Schobel. Where are they from? I know one's from like Hate Eternal. Okay. Um, Is it Hate Eternal or I Hate God? No, Hate Eternal. Eternal. I I want to say it's Hate Eternal. Okay. Uh, Let me double check. Uh, Derek Engman. He's from Cattle Decapitation. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, John Jarvis. He's from Pig Destroyer. A go for a big nosebleed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these guys are, are, are in prominent, yeah, yeah. prominent death metal bands. Yeah. Uh, Chase Fraser. Uh, Animosity. Nice. Decrepit Birth. 
Yeah, another. Um, Son of Aurelius. Okay. I don't know that band, but I know, obviously I know Animosity. Mm-hmm. He was in Animosity from 2000 to 2009 during Animosity's heydays. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Um, I know I know. at one point he was doing a... Uh, <clears throat> he was doing a project with the singer from Satyricon, the main dude, I guess guitars. Is it Satyr? Uh, Satyricon. No, it's... I don't know. I just, I'm just being stupid. But the the name the main guy from Satyricon and Philip they had a band I think it was a Enoch, what? Uh, like something to do with one of the Lucio Fulci films. Okay. And there was like a name written on the stone I think on a, I think it's an Enoch or. Damn, I don't know. I don't remember that, but he had a band and they only made up like a single or a couple songs. And that's it. But he very much is kind of like ADHD with his bands, you know? Yeah, like he just, yeah. he plays and then he just like, oh, I'm over it. But you know what? The thing too is that when he was younger, he was, especially during the 90s, he was an obnoxious fucking asshole. And he was a fucking piece of shit, dude. Yeah. Because he was so fucking obnoxious. Because he was like, oh, I am Pantera. I am Pantera. I made Pantera. And he would say stupid shit like that. Dude, you gotta you can't be saying stupid shit like that, man. And then how do you expect your bros to feel? You know, it's like it's like you're having a teammate. You know, how the fuck oh I'm the best player on this fucking team. Yeah. Uh, unless you're Michael Jordan or Kobe or somebody like that, you can't say shit like that, dude. Just like that and everybody be cool with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Be like, uh, I'm sorry, what? Who who are you fucking talking about? Like, it's just you, man. You just sing. We can replace your ass. You don't play guitar, you don't play drums, you don't play bass. We can replace your ass easy. So for him to be talking shit like that, it was... Which goes to show, like, all the bands that he's been a part of, it's like... Yeah. It's like a super joint ritual. Like, yeah. you can easily just go be a part of any band. Yeah. With his, with his voice, you just go be a part of a band and then it's okay. You know what I think it is too, though. That's weird. Is that I feel like they're like, all right, cool. Well, it's Philip from Pantera. You know, we can. He could probably give us that that uh, that oomph that we need to get this band started and to get yeah, this yeah. band going. You know, I know Dan was already already uh, that was already a project of his during the nineties, I believe, with the dude from uh, Coc. And Kirk and Crowbar? Uh, Kirk and Pepper Keenan, I think. Uh, I forget who else. Uh, I f- I'm not sure if Kirk was in there. I believe he might have been. But when they did when they did down, you know what I mean? So it was like, oh, it's pretty cool, man. They, I remember looking at the the advertisement. Uh, we, we recorded this and 28 <laughs> days in a barn. You know what I mean? Or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you recorded 28 days in a barn. What? In Nola. Yeah, that's badass, dude. You know, like, and then you're like, all right, it's cool. It's, it sounds like, it sounds like Crowbar. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Cool, but like Southern Crowbar, you know, even more, you know, like fucking just more with twang. Yeah. With it. <laughs> yeah. So it's cool. I'm not, I'm not talking shit about 
either group in general. I'm just saying that's you know, but yeah, Philip Philip had quite an ego. He had quite a fucking ego, and um, you know I think it, it came down to him ruining the band. Personally, if he did it, I don't know. Yeah, we we won't know. But you have to wonder why a lot of those other bands didn't also stay together with him involved. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. You know, so it's like, what happened there? So that kind of makes me think twice, like, who, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, even this latest band, Scour, is super different from a lot of the stuff that he does. It sounds like more black metal-ish. He's always had a boner for that, too. Yeah, but, you know, now that he's doing it, it's like... Like, I mean, it's cool because it's something different that he's doing. Um, With him involved. In yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think even even the single that they put out has uh, Jason Momoa doing vocals. Ah, cabron. Yeah, the fucking Aquaman no himself. Mames. Yeah, dude. He's doing vocals in it. Mr. Mister Hunk. Yeah, yeah. He's a crooked eye. Yeah, I mean... He's a hunk. He is a hunk. But the thing about... <laughs> Jason Momoa is that a lot of girls confuse me for Jason Momoa. That's true. I've seen it. Yeah. So yeah. to all the ladies out there, you're like, you're like, no, I, my eye, I can see straight. I'll, I'll see straight. Yeah. But it, I, I mean, I don't like the attention. I don't like the attention. I got long hair. If you see me out buying groceries, please do not think I'm Jason Momoa. I'm just a normal yeah. guy. And no, I didn't do vocals for Scour either. <laughs> uh, but you but, can. <laughs> but if if you want to think that way, you can yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Uh, I'll I'll play I'll play by yeah. your rules. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, he was part of Game of Thrones. You're a part of Game of Thrones, but it's the the bearded dragon edition right here. Yeah, yeah, the bearded dragon edition. We just yeah. here eating eating crickets. We're Lizzo. <laughs> that's my bearded dragon guys by the way if you don't get the reference and she's she's so fucking cute because she just tucked herself into bed and uh like, i'm ready you see her I'm little ready. her little bearded dragon butt and she's just like put her little legs out so <clears throat> yeah you know what I, I i'm happy with a lot of the stuff we talked about a lot of the bands that we talked about yeah, yeah. um i know things started getting kind of funny at the end you know yeah. alcohol does that Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, we have, if, I don't think I mentioned it before, but, you know, we're, we're going to end up doing a video game and movie podcast and, you know, maybe go into horror and different, and, and sci-fi and different things like that, even anime. And um, I was actually watching uh, Vampire Hunter D was it Bloodlust? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was watching part of it last night. I fell asleep, like, because I was, like, already watching it, you know, so I can go to sleep. It's so good, man. It was just so good. And it, the, 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 the art style and just, like, you know, Vampire Hunter D is a classic, especially with the talking hand and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. You can never go wrong with Vampire Hunter D. We can go yeah. into tons. It's like uh, Wicked City, Demon mm. City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know stuff like that, man. But I'm excited. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna what do you call it? 
We're gonna go that route. We're, we're gonna, gonna go adventure. We're gonna venture out into that. We're gonna listen to Eternal Champion Adventure D's into these journeys. Yes. So, hopefully, you guys will be part of that too, and we'll definitely uh, remind you guys to listen to that metal podcast if you're listening to the uh, the the. I have a name, but I'm not gonna say it yet. So we'll tell you guys soon. It's like not yet, not yet. All very soon. Within the next few, within the next few weeks, everything will kind of come together. So I want to thank everyone for listening in. I want to thank Diego. Well, I want to thank you for coming and course, being part of, of this. It's always fucking fun hanging it's out. It's always a pleasure being yeah. here talking about this. Yeah. So all I gotta say is, buy the ticket, take the fucking ride.